Uh, so I work under a project manager, and then I'm like the CAD guy. So as I train to become a project manager eventually, yeah, I, I mean, the, even when I started, the, the, the boss said, like, if you want to eventually become a mechanical designer, full-on mechanical designer, then you start with CAD. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which makes yeah, sense. I'm pretty much in the exact same boat. I just don't have any design work. Yeah. Okay, so your project manager, I'm sure. So he's experienced in like the overall how things should work for the mechanical system. So yes. then he'll be like, "All right, we need to uh, create riser diagrams so that the other fields can know where we're going to put the duct, since it's the most biggest part of the building or yeah. the construction." So yeah. Zane, you're going to do this, and yeah. then along the way, you're like, "Okay, well, I can set up the templates. I can create the title blocks. Like, I know what pieces we're going to need." And then you need like the elevation plans as well from like the architectural. So you have to, so he can, he refers to the architectural or architect to then get the right information. Then he teaches you what you need to get from him. He's been having me do almost everything. So he'll, he'll, and I'll just, he'll just shadow my over me and then just, just pretty much have me do everything, but he'll help with the coordination uh when yeah, when there's like a, with the communication of the especially others. when there's a ton of emails coming in and like there's very particular things <clears throat> but <clears throat> that sounds awesome i wish i was doing what you're doing uh yeah so you don't have any well you don't have an you don't have an electrical department we do but as of right now i think most of the jobs that we have opened right now it's None of it is new design. Like it's been fair. Like it's just a lot of open jobs, and I don't know too much about what takes them forever to get closed. But uh, I think it's because it's also. I mean, how many people work at your company in the office? Right now, like like twenty-five. Like six people. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So I'm doing have, a lot. We have like a few project managers. I would say. One, two, three, and I don't even know about some other ones I think are out there, but they never come into the office. But we have like six, I think, or seven project managers, and then people that work in estimates and uh, takeoffs, and then me and Cass are technically the only people on design. But we only have two of us right now, I think, because we just don't have any a lot of design work to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I but have a like... lot of I think what our our revenue right now, because as an estimator, I'm just looking at all the jobs we get. Some of them are as builds that are just, or not as builds. Um, they're not they're not new construction. Some of them are updating existing stuff and then should, like switching out just old designs with new equipment. Like retro. So it's really just estimators can order the right equipment because we know our vendors are just gonna. We have to get a good deal and we offer them the price and then we just have techs that go and install it. Nothing needs to be designed for that because it's not a, de- a design build project. So the chance. I mean, I mean, just for that model alone, there's not a lot of design in that process in general. Well, uh, but, um, updating equipment would be still some design. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, where we need to like, like, so say it could be something where it's like, oh, well, this needs to be more efficient this way, and like our our project manager. Well, like, I mean, like, selecting new equipment is the design aspect. Oh, I know, I know, but I, I'm saying like. <laughs> Like there's a new there's a new transitional care facility that we we actually this is probably one of the newest ones where I think if we do get it it's it's a um what 
is it? It's like a, a factory, a manufacturer for BMW factory or something. Okay. I don't know, but it's 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 gonna be a, a from the, the build from the design, like square one from the build. God, what am I trying to say? The ground the ground up build. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be like a full on project, project. Yeah. Yeah. And so that one, if we do get it, is gonna be like, all right, we we're gonna have to do our own mechanical drawings and all that. And so. What's kind of happened in the past of what I've seen is my project man or like my supervisor, I mean, he's not really my supervisor. I hardly even see or talk to Gabe anymore, but, um, he would refer, he would be like to say like the, the lead, the project lead. And then he would have a, like a, he knows how to design the mechanical and he would refer to me to make sure we can get the, all of the drawings and CAD stuff done. Basically you do as well out so that he doesn't have to do the actual cat work and so then he'll show me how to do this stuff because he showed me how to do gas piping diagrams and specific things before um and so i'm like oh sweet i'm learning like something about mechanical because or maybe i think actually that was technically plumbing something that he showed me before like the most recent thing i saw was like plumbing riser diagrams so that we can know how much gas is going to be needed for all of the rtus yeah but um but yeah so he would be like the main contact with all the other fields and i don't shadow him because I don't even go to the office all the time, but like he's not even usually at the office because he's like traveling as right. well within like you know Inland Empire. Yeah, that's so like that's, for, me to, he's for me to be able to shadow him would mean I'd have to like drive from Orange to wherever all the time, which is not efficient. For no, me, so. no, no. So 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 no, like yeah, like Abby at my company would be the corollary for your Gabe. Yeah, so, okay. Ab- Abby's the main guy who hired me, <clears throat> and then. Abby? He, Abby? Yeah, yeah. Makes me think of Abby, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, but, um, uh, he, uh, would, he's mostly out in the field. But also, we have a northern office up at, uh, um, northern. like the Bay Area, uh, San Jose yeah. area. Um, yeah. so, I mean, there's like a squad of like probably like maybe four guys up there. One of them's a project Wait. manager. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of split the work. Pretty good system. You have like a small office of leads, you know, in like North and Southern California, so you can get pretty much all jobs in California. I'm pretty sure that we were an afterthought. The the whole engineering department was an afterthought for this company. What do you mean? Like the the parent company is Control Air, and they Mm -hmm. they do um all the manufacturing and installation of actual air conditioning and ducts and stuff. Uh, so, so like AABC would, would hire, would work with control air constantly. To wait for all of the equipment that they need. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what do you guys call again? What's your name? Uh, control air. And then ours, the little, you know, child company is, uh, 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 optimum energy design control air so what type of equipment do you specifically um facilitate well we do normal mechanical design plumbing and electrical no no but i'm saying so but air, the aabc no no part, no like, so they, control so air. they want to leave you at so you, but are you like a vendor for yeah yeah, um, yeah exactly but what what is your main um, commodity control airs is they have a warehouse and they actually build ducts 
Oh, so ductwork. Okay. I guess it would be ductwork would be the main thing. Yeah, they don't do. Yeah, you're right. It, it's not uh, actual they, they HVAC do, equipment. Like, exhaust fans or fan coils or no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. I think you guys are on our list because we have a huge list of vendors for whenever we need to price stuff out. Yeah. I'm gonna go check that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Control there. Yeah, that. See, I think I think it is. It's they make the ductwork, and then that's how they got rich. Basically, that's how they became such a good company. A well-known yeah, company okay. because they do it all in-house yeah i mean i and so you so you have one office you said in anaheim and then another one in san jose so that probably is why we probably don't use you guys too often because everything that's in san diego area is pretty far away i mean unless it's like a really competitive price but yeah i mean we do jobs all over the place yeah yeah i mean on wednesday uh thursday i'm going out to a job site uh, at the Grove in LA, it's like oh, a, nice. a a strip. That's so funny! Oh my god! Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I'm gonna you know do a survey of the existing equipment, see where if things are where they're supposed to be, like on the plans and stuff. Take uh, a lot of pictures. Cool. Of, I'm gonna do that eventually. Yeah, take pictures. I know you said the Grove because I was just listening to a podcast today with um comedian Bobby Lee and. Aside, like this is irrelevant information, but uh, he's like he's a pretty funny comedian in general. He's like a much loved figure on his podcast. He has a couple, but um, he's telling a story about how he had to take a shit at the Grove because he couldn't make it to a bathroom, <laughs> just like hiding behind some, I think maybe like the parking lot or something, just somewhere where there was not supposed to be taking a shit. Damn. Um, yeah. And then I listened to the newest one today. That was like a week ago. And I listened to the newest one today. And granted, he's like 50 years old. So like when I was listening to it at the time, I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. But like, that's kind of funny because he's making a joke out of it the whole time, too. So it's like funny. But then like he found out today that like on his two podcasts, his other hosts and not, they're like saying, uh, we have to inform you guys that Bobby's going to be in rehab because he was like just getting way too high and maybe drinking a lot all the time which is probably what caused stuff like that to happen where he's just like belligerent public but like wow i remember when you first showed me that that show and that was like their thing that they would get fucked up wait which one tiger belly yeah wait i remember it was a thing where they one of the guys was like really drunk all the time uh no because he's been sober for a long time like he kind of just relapsed which is why it's kind of sad uh maybe i'm thinking of a different show i'm pretty sure it was that show man i'm pretty sure he was drinking a lot on that show no definitely not he never does that like that's oh no no no. there there is there i mean his okay so on bad friends it's him and then andrew santino who's like a ginger and then he has a show called whiskey ginger where he has his guests over who's like other fellow comedians and they like drink some whiskey on the show but like it's not uh it's not like i don't i wouldn't say that was the main drug i don't even watch that one wait a second i'm trying to think i don't think what you're talking about i don't know it doesn't really matter but um yeah it's funny the growth because i just i just think of at one point because they still made jokes about it today because although it's kind of sad he's like has to go to rehab they're still just like ripping on him and stuff and they're like uh so it's like yeah if you guys want to go support bobby maybe go give uh his 
his wet stream of diarrhea like a like a hello or pour some like pour some like nice liquor over it just hoping he can get back soon uh-huh. and then one of the guys was like no or don't pour liquor maybe just pour water or pedialyte you know something healthy <laughs> <laughs> but um well but yeah to be honest i've been thinking about becoming an architect instead yeah yeah we're bringing it back in back 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 to the original original plan because i have more of an artistic background than i mean i i picked math and science for safety for for a better paycheck but okay. now now i feel like an architect's job is so easy compared to my job that and I would have the upper hand coming in with mechanical experience already and working with architects. Yeah. And Sydney's dad is an architect, and he said that he would let me become an architect if I just took some classes, whatever the company needs. What? Oh, well, that makes it a lot easier to switch. <laughs> so it would be cool because, it's like, I like designing. Like, like I've always been into Minecraft and... Uh, um, Oh, okay. Can I just get so this is what we're gonna transition into talking about with like the whole financial situation? Because now you're going to be paying off student loans, but also you're gonna be wanting to go back to school, which is gonna cost something. Uh, depending. I mean, I would probably. How long pay, architect school? I would probably figure out exactly how much it would cost to take a specific number of classes. It'd probably be like at a community college or something. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't go back to a four year. Oh, yeah, no, that makes no sense. Um, and then I would just probably pay for it outright instead of taking out a loan. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best course of action. I mean, because if I was serious about it, if they perhaps they could have me start, and then I just take some classes on the side. Maybe I take some time off from my current job. Maybe I just quit my first job and just take the classes and then start working for that company. Uh, I would say the best case scenario is you take <laughs> classes on the side at your current job. Yeah. So that you can just, you know, be done with it as soon as possible. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then. I think it'd be more to- fun, honestly. I don't know. It's just, to me, it just seems more of a calling. Like, I'm not sure I could sit and be a mechanical engineer for the rest of my life. You know, a lot well, of it. Huh? I was gonna say, well, well, yeah. Like if that's, I mean, if that's ultimately what you think is just more, desi- it's like more fun to go to work than, yeah, do it. I feel like I would be more manifesting, like, artistic vision rather than purely mechanical. But then I would yeah. be able to still utilize my mechanical side that I've nurtured to. For, I mean, you probably won't even need to at that point, but that's I mean, it's irrelevant because. Well, no, I think I, I, remember, I remember you originally originally said that you wanted to be an architect. Did I say that? Yeah, like I was like a long time ago that you're like I, that's what I wanted to be fresh out of high school or something like that, or that you just always like the idea of that. Well, I like the idea of it. Mechanical engineering. Yeah, I like the idea of it, but I mean, STEM is definitely going to probably. I'm already in STEM tell you what though i I don't like the I, I the more and more i think about it, i like the idea of not needing my job so that it doesn't feel like a job 
Well, and yeah, that's so. That's on, what I'm saying. Like the overall goal should be to just find the thing that feels less like work. Yeah, and if I had also, if I opened up architecture as a possible job opportunity, then it would give me like a backup if my job failed, so I wouldn't feel like I need this job that I have. Do you know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. say that again. If <laughs> if you so if if like say I got laid off from my current job. Yes. But I already had an in in an architectural firm. Okay, I'm going to go be an architect now. There's no like, shit, what do I do now? There's like a whole nother field I can go into. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, probably an uncommon what if. Because that's like saying if you somehow got fired from your current job, which granted for for that to even happen alone, it would be like, I don't, the only reason I'd see you get fired is because you stopped giving a shit. And then eventually they're like, okay, we're just not going to want to keep you on anymore. Uh, it's go, le- oh, well. le- less likely to be fired, but more likely to be laid off. Uh, in the yeah. time in the time that I started, three people have left the company. And left or been fired? One was laid off, and two were left. So left, and, yeah. and we have not okay. hired anybody else. But that you guy had had, huh? And you have not what? That they have not hired anybody else. Mm. So which means that I've been way more busy, meaning like. Like, I'm more useful to the company at the moment, which is yeah. cool. Um, but in the future, you know, and I don't know the reason why he got laid off, but I don't think he was there much longer than I was. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't think too much about, like, the – because you're thinking about the security of your job, in a sense, So which makes which is good. But then, again, you don't know exactly what happened, so you, I wouldn't assume anything. But regardless – your reasoning still is fine because you're saying if at any point in time in my job, I think I'm doing fairly well. I'm learning how to become a project manager. I'm learning how to get better at this job so that, you know, you can just kind of work up and maintain your security, your place to be secure in your position and whatnot. Like, I think you're fine as far as that goes, especially because of how you got the job. You're not like a random hire. And then they're really trying to see if this guy is a good fit. You're, you're a referred person based off of your just ability to do what is necessary for the job. And so that's why I said, as long as you care enough about your job to want to do well, you know, as far as like do everything in a timely manner and not like be inefficient in anything that you do, which I don't imagine you are, then I don't think your job security is that big of an issue. That being said, it's still possible you can get laid off just because of just any conditions. Like, worst case there's another pandemic and then they're like oh we got to just cut down to just the bare like the, the essential essential guys that we have and you're like you just don't make that cut which again i don't see happening well but no i i definitely would not if, if that would, take, oh, if that right. were the case i would definitely not make the cut because i have little to no experience except what they gave me in the last you know not even full year so i know i know but but if at the same time then you have to realize they're they're already starting to invest time in you and training you how to become that project manager type yes which i think is good and so and and but 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 regardless you're saying okay i'm realizing a lot of this stuff that i'm learning how to get better and better at uh i'm not necessarily i don't want to be the lead i don't want to end up having to do this for like a forever forever which one is fine but at the same time, it's if I still think taking classes on the side to be 
learn the architecture to become to say work for an architecturing firm architecture firm mm-hmm. is still fully possible yeah it's because because at, so so say you you so you're like confirmed i want to do this um is it called architecture school what's that what, what's it called like what's the official name of it yeah architecture you're learning how to become an architect so but because when you when you go to architectural school do you have to eventually take something that gives you that stamp or is that kind of like engineering where you uh, learn architecture basics and now you have to like take some really hard exams to like be able to get that seal of approval well it looks like you've seen architectural stamps yeah yeah but i'm saying you probably have to also do the same thing like engineering work at a firm for a while before you get your seal i don't know the details but yeah probably Something along those lines. I would which makes guess. sense. But, yeah. but if that's the case, then okay, fine. Because now you can take the classes to learn the, the the tools and the skills necessary to be able to work for an architecture firm. And then with that, you can still work at your job. And then once you get like those credentials, then you can like look, looking for a, a job or like a company to work for. And then the only if I mean you, you might even have an in with Sydney dad but even if you didn't then worst case scenario is you, you just you know you have to apply to places to be like hey there i'm and, and you already have somewhat of a better background since you already work in the business of the construction in general for the mechanical contracting side you're saying i've worked with architectural designs all the time and i've realized this is what i really like like am passionate about more so than mechanical design so i'm looking to shift into becoming an architect and to do that i would like to apply for a company so i can gain this amount of experience to be to, to get my architecture or seal or architect's, architect's seal. Right. And so then that would be a kind of your end to starting that career path. Right. Which overall, the timing to even get to that point, it's going to take a while anyways. So I just think from now until then, I would still just do everything you can to learn as much as possible about your current position and role so that you can just learn more about the field in general. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I'm excited to look into it. Like, I'm, I'm, so that's already a good sign to me that I would want to learn it. Do you know what I mean? That I would want to spend my own time to learn more about it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because, like, when we took engineering, it's like, yeah, we were able to, like, we we're capable of passing, but, like, did we really want to do it the entire time definitely not no it felt more like a chore than uh, more of the time than it did like yeah and then and then like uh i'm already too invested to quit now so i really got to finish this and then once you've done with that and we got the degrees like okay cool now we get some like benefit of just getting paid more but now you're like oh fuck this still isn't really what i want to do so like what next but i don't know i feel like it you're in a perfectly good like position to still transition considering you're still gonna be in the same field overall right it's gonna be strange because you're probably gonna be one of the more like smarter people in the architecture class because you already have a degree in something uh mechanical engineering which is probably probably more difficult to obtain than an architecture's and they they may not really even have me go to an architectural class they may just have me take like like a bim 360 uh revit class or and then learn the rest on the job you know wait what Wait, 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 wait say it again what they may just have me take like uh who's they who's they who's they like the company that i end up working for oh wait so you're saying they're hoping oh so if you work for another an, an architect company 
Yeah, specifically one that Sid's dad would works for. Oh, 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 oh! I see, I see. Uh, I mean that. I mean you might still be able to do that, but I just well because if you're going to be hired on as an architect, then if you were to start at the bottom of that ladder rung, then I still think the school would help to be able to just be qualified enough to do that. But I mean, it's pretty relative. I feel like school just shows you that you can get through what you set out to do. And yeah, I did learn a lot of the background of the science for my current job. And like I was exposed to CAD, but the majority of it really did not need a college degree. The majority of it I learned on the job. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But I think of anything, I mean, I don't know how their company works, but if they still require like at least a piece of paper, I think on the plus side, you might already have so many passes or classes that are like sufficient as far as like the math and science goes. And you just need to do like the, it's basically you just need to take a a few upper division classes, like those 400 level classes to then be able to like qualify to learn at the company to like get on hand experience. Or like a, a class or two at like even like a trade school. Yeah. Like, oh, I think a trade school is probably more so what would happen anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll see. I'm going to talk to Sydney's dad about it. When we we're going to go up to visit in, uh, I think, May. Um, to Where Seattle. are you going again? To, is that Seattle? To, yeah, Seattle area, Washington, Tacoma. And, you know, that's even more so on the nose since you wanted to move over there anyways. So. Well, you know, we're definitely going to move in that area, so... Yeah, so if anything, uh, yes, I can be in the same city that the company is located at. That's completely fine by me. In fact, I was looking forward to living in that state. Well, it's another positive thing, and at least in the terms of like the company viewing you as a potential. Sydney's dad, Mike, uh, doesn't work in the same city as the company. Oh, the company is is located here in Southern California in Irvine. Okay. So there's no issue with me moving anywhere, <laughs> as long as there's good internet. Well, you're a, well. How is is it his company? It's not his company now. Oh, thank God. See, that would be. I think if it was his company, it would be more of a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's not a good idea to work with family. First of all, is my. Well, my I would age. just. Oh, I mean, don't just get just assume that they'll let you be com- i mean did you already talk about this idea of just being completely because for you to not be at that company in person but then to come on as someone who is inexperienced helping to become the thing that you want to bypass the school for that i mean i don't see that as much of a guarantee even if you do know like say the best project manager that they have like that that has to be a stretch if i was like the company the guy who would be hiring you at the company like the CEO. I, I get that if if I came in with um, as a college student would, who's never worked a job in the field and I don't have a, a good recommendation, but in this case, I th- I feel like it'd be different. Yeah, and, that's what I'm thinking. That, like the main factor is going to be if you already took classes in like the architectural design. Yeah, I mean, I think I could take a couple classes to close the gap though. Yeah. Cuz oh, yeah, yeah. what it, what it, what it's going to come down to really is going to be CAD. Cuz if, if eventually I I think all these companies are set up in the same kind of hierarchy where you just start in CAD 
under a project manager and you just work your way up until you have accepted more and more responsibilities and you understand the design side and that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that makes sense. And they use BIM Revit. So. Yeah. Wait, well, do you know how to use Revit really well? I took a class in it. Oh, and, and you're for your degree? No. Separately. My company paid for it. Oh, oh, oh that's fucking awesome. Okay, well, you, so this is like you're already taking classes then. You know, even better. See if what you can get for free through your company to be like, hey, I think I should learn how uh, the basis of architecturals work just so I can better design the mechanical build. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, sounds good. For the most part, like, I think the ball's in my court because if it's not really worth it to switch to the other field, then I won't because I'm already in such a good field, you know? Yeah. So it'd be like, I'm not like, I don't need to bend over. I just like see, you know, I'd be more like, hey, if you need my help and I'm kind of interested, I, you know, and, and going into it that way, it, it would seem like less of a job, <laughs> like less like oh. work and more like something like play art. Yeah. You know what would be potentially like um what would be awesome it would be if like you could uh not part-time but like seasonally intern for that architectural company just to see how uh it goes yeah i mean i could probably first of all on my own time with mike just look at some of his projects and he could show me stuff on his own laptop yeah you know and yeah i see what you're saying yeah he could even just give me a, a few little projects to like here like move these walls this here but mark up some plans and then just do it you know and just like yep i can do that i yeah i could i could do this you would do this in your free time while still working at your current job um yeah i mean if it's not like like intense stuff i mean just like just it could being exposed to some of the stuff that he does you know yeah yeah my see, job is, I, my job I, my current I job do, is not gonna I let see me your, i see the the overall because because it, it's easier for like an individual standpoint to want to like if you're passionate about it to want to just learn more about it since you're not forced to do it but I think in a realistic stand, like from a real this realistic viewpoint, so him being the architect, the guy who does the work for the company, yeah, what would be ideal is if you see him fairly often so that you could be like, hey, can you show me some stuff you're working on? And also, if there's any extra work that you maybe would want to delegate to me just so I can get some experience to see if I like this as a potential future career to transition into, that's not time sensitive because granted, like if he were to show you it, he'd have to like you know spend some time to like really show you how to do something. But but yeah. I mean, if, if everything's being done in baby steps, anyways, it's not like it's urgent for you to learn everything quickly. No, it's more like a, or or even an after the fact basis. He's like, oh well, see, I was giving these say something he already did. He's like, I was given these plans, and then I had to uh, uh, design. But you know what I think for architecture, isn't it more so like getting with the owners of the building? No, that's true of, of engineering. And the general contractors, that, that, or not general contractors, but the um, like the, the, the people who buy the land and want to build something, it's more so getting with them 
to figure out exactly what they want. No, but that's that's true of engineering too. The the entry level well, person doesn't deal with the client. No, they they do. What do you mean? That's ideally what's supposed to happen. No, the project managers deal with the client. No, no, no. But I'm saying for the architects in that field, the architect, like if someone buys a building, they're. Yeah. I mean, technically, someone could just be like, "Yeah, build me a building," and then I don't care how it's designed. No, just but they would. It. They would care how it's designed, and then the architect would say, okay, what kind of things, and they would have a process for figuring out what they want to make their vision happen, you know? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, like and that, same, same thing, and, but except that usually with the mechanical side of it, it's coordinated first by an architect. So architect would be the front line of, 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 of uh, contact with the, with the, uh, with the uh, client. And, and oftentimes, the client doesn't even hire the architect or the doesn't even hire the engineer. The architect hires the engineer. Yeah, no, I, I would say the, I mean, I, don't, I would say the owner doesn't really have to talk to the engineer at all. He, he needs a general contractor just so he can relay all the information. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I'm saying, so architect is mainly getting with the owner first because as far as the design, the build, what they, because the people who buy the, the want to build this building, I'm sure, um, like most times, they want to like say what it's going to look like. So then they're gonna have an architect. They're gonna they're gonna be the ones looking for an architect to be like, hey, I'm looking to build a place like this, and they're describing not in maybe mathematical terms or like architectural language what they want, but just generally what they want to build. If it's not already like a um. Existing. I mean, we're assuming, too, this is a completely creative piece, but if it's just like, say, a person who's going to build a new um, transitional care facility or a hospital or a school, it's more likely going to just be following a template of what a school, like a modern school system should be like. And then it's the architect's job to be able to create just the bare bones, like, frame so that the mechanical can easily add what they need to add to make it efficient and then electrical and plumbing and all that. Yeah. Like I, I mean, think I th architectural from a design standpoint is just making sure there's enough room for all the other fields that they know have to be involved. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a spectrum between like aesthetic and completely utility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they would have to, to know the rules of the first, the first thing, if it was like a hospital would be to meet the, the, the requirements to be able to yeah, work in the standards and all that but but yeah 100 but that's also just gets into like i mean the we need fire rated or fire like rated safety walls and stuff like that but but that's more specifics i mean I, I still think for the designing the hospital that would be i don't know i feel like i see what you're saying is why you want to be an architect because that gets into more of like the creative aspect of well let's make the room design or the overall floor plan design this way so that then people can efficiently, you know, exit if in case of this here, but then they have like the main center hub right here next to the elevator so that this point is like the launching point to go into any other part of the hospital near like the center as opposed to that one end of the building. Like like those types of um, creative decisions is what you're really more interested in as far as the design, right? Right. Now, now as an engineer, when I move into more and more design, level stuff when i'm just pure design and i'm not really doing the cat anymore and i'm just teaching or just you know telling the entry level guys what to do mm. that will be the same feeling i feel like 
Yeah. It's just yeah, that the medium the medium will be a little bit different. And then instead of just yeah. just so specifically mechanical, I'd be able to look across all the different disciplines and look yeah. at the the needs of the owner, et cetera. I, I think that would be cool. At this point in time, assuming this is like the way this, this is gonna play out, at that point you can just start your completely entirely new firm or just company and then do all parts of the design. You yourself can just design buildings. Nah, <laughs> I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna I don't wanna start my own company. Although no, no, I know, but I just I'm just saying but at that point you're like, Yeah, because it's best honestly it is really good experience being like a mechanical design right now to then transition to architectural design i think because so. part of actually ar part of architectural design is you know like one of the aspects is making sure when you design a building you have to make sure there's room for the air the duct work yeah which is actually the main thing and i mean i would say the duct it is so simple too it is such a simple thing at the end of the day yeah air conditioning comes first after the architect decides the envelope yeah, with, with exactly. some experience of, of keeping in mind where these ducts are going to go. And then you get uh, plumbing and electrical as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then fire sprinkler systems. And then, Yeah, which would be plumbing. <sighs> Roughly. Yeah. Tangent. But, yeah, I mean, I because mean, uh, Sydney's been getting me into Sims, and it's just like, it's just, it just hits the right part of my brain. Because when I was in high school, we'd designed shows like we designed theatrical performances yeah so i was already a designer and I, a designer really just is so universal the process i mean of design like it, it's just yeah. a, a matter of what the differences of your of your medium that you're that you're designing with you know it's just mm -hmm. it's really there's a bunch of different disciplines and they all are specialized in their specific thing and then it, the designer just brings them all together, and that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I've always wanted to be in that leadership position. Maybe. That... I, I feel like regardless, you'll, you'll be, I mean... I think you could do it. It's like like the little slight transition into architectural. It's just a matter of. I mean, the the only possible downside, in the future would be maybe I don't even think that would, because of just like your reference, is like a maybe a pay cut if you're say starting because like say you really wanted to transition from mechanical because you're going to be getting promotion at your current job and then once you want to transition to be doing fully architecturals, at this new company. And they'll be like, okay, well, we're going to want to start you with this because of your lack of, technically, your lack of experience. Well, I already think I'm getting underpaid for my, my job. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so I, mean, I, I think, think so as well for my job. So I think like, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept a pay cut. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to cut my pay, there's no reason to leave. <laughs> yeah. Unless, the, well, that, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. What is your rate right now? You got a fifteen percent raise from twenty five. It was a five percent raise. Five, yeah. See, I think, that's not that much. I think it was. I mean, maybe it was a fifteen percent rate. Well, regardless, Actually, probably the five because that's I, th I think is what's common. Is because the, the 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 joke was um, 
Like, oh, sweet, we got 7% inflation, and I get a $5 or 5% raise. Cool. I think we have 4% inflation, right? I I keep seeing this number 7, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's higher than right now, but I think in the long run, I think it ends up being about 4. Oh. At least that's what Dave Ramsey says. So. Oh, you listen to, like, his current stuff? Well, this book was written not that long ago, I mean... Let's see. I don't think it inflation changes that much. Uh, I think the current inflation that is happening now is pretty drastic, though. Because of the pandemic. I mean, this was like written accelerating in... Accelerating a lot of things. 2013. <laughs> that's, when wrote, that's when he wrote the book? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely is not considering... Or it's, it has nothing to do no, with... No, it doesn't have... No, it doesn't. COVID in general affected the whole world and then our like because the Federal Reserve is what really mandates that or is like a gatekeeper for that type of thing they're just going to start now I think officially in the past month they said okay we're like the interest rates are going to start going up which is good and bad but overall it's, it's just going to affect the economy and so I keep seeing the number seven seven percent is like what inflation is already started to go up by like certain things like chicken and eggs and gas for one but there's a lot of things are that are already so up are we, and granted so, those ones may be up a lot but I, I think the average is just going up more and more are you hypothesizing then that before it may have been four percent roughly over the past thousand years and then because of the pandemic it's jumped from four to seven it's going to hold at seven wait he said that inflation Everything the price, of everything goes up by four percent every year. Or what is what is what did he say about that? Four percent. Yeah. I don't know if it's year over year, but like, if you look at your retirement, you can assume that your retirement will pay. You will lose four percent to inflation. From the oh, 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 over the course of a lifetime, on average, yeah. Every oh, 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 okay. Yeah, well, maybe it is lower. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, enough about that. That's well, well I, not enough about that. But I, I guess I'm happy for you because you realize you want more of what you want to do, which is good to have direction. But what was this? Because last time we mentioned we were going to talk, you said you wanted to update me on financial things. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was going to go buy the book, right, and I was going to keep doing um, – it comes down to some, 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 some hard decisions that need to be made. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to my first payment of my student loans. You know, okay. You know, say, but I'm not gonna make a single payment until I have to. Okay. Okay. Because if, if, uh, if it gets forgiven somehow, if Biden gets pushed into forgiving up to fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt, uh, then I will never have paid a cent for college. Okay. Okay, so that's that's, like that's a slim, slim, slim chance of that happening. Okay, but, but okay. also it was a pretty slim chance that anybody was going to delay interest on student loans. Period. But I would say that is more normal because of the pandemic having the effect that it did on the economy. Okay, there's nothing normal about the pandemic, 
And so basically anything goes at this point is what I'm saying. Uh, okay. No one could have seen that coming, that someone was going to stop your your loans from going up. That that would have been un, unimaginable to anybody before this. Okay. Then the fact that it was frozen yet again and extended even further twice. I mean, but but this is I think part of this has to do with the um like the whole the thing that okay, what I was just talking about with the Federal Reserve is finally going to start raising interest rates. It's because the whole criticism of the whole um what was that plan called the build back better plan that the, the congress or like the whole you know government had to pass to help people like during the pandemic they gave all the stimulus packages and then parents even got a bunch of money but the money that we're supposed to get this up this tax season like the second half of the money we're supposed to get is apparently not going to happen and we may be taxed on the ones we already got but that's still up in the air because of just how it was technically already promised to not have any taxes on it but anyways a lot of this like money that they just injected into the economy is going to eventually be really bad on the overall economy because of how much it's going to just like increase the rate that inflation goes up, which is why I think 7% is probably the act, probably the accurate number. Yeah. Okay. I, I but, agree. I agree with you. But with the student loan thing specifically, yeah, I don't see that possibly being just completely erased because no, no, not not completely erased. Just forgiven up to a threshold. Uh. So fifty thousand dollars in student loans is not much compared to what the average student loan debt is. It just wait, wait, so, say it again. so fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt is actually not much compared to what people's average student loan balance principal balance is. Are you sure, dude? UCLA, one year. At UCLA, or maybe uh, maybe USC, average USC uh, UC school sixty k a year. I just googled. I thought it was a lot lower. One. I, I just googled the average college debt because it includes all college. Yeah. The average college debt among student loan borrowers in America is thirty two thousand. Okay. Seven hundred thirty one. Granted, yeah, you could have way more if you have like the UCs and whatnot, but a lot of people borrow money for school from for. Even community college. Okay, so say they forgive the average, right? So 30K. Yeah. Okay, so then yeah. I would never pay a dime for my college because <laughs> that's my balance. No, 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 but but why do you think that? But that is the average. Yeah. So that means if they – so if everybody that owed – so out of a million people, some owe like crazy amounts of money and some owe way less. So up to 30,000 would be like how much of a percentage of the overall population would then not be paying student loans. I think if they relieved that much for people, that would be significantly bad for all the people that are for the institutions that still need that money. Cause then otherwise I just think it's a much more, um, well, these are student loans. So this is government debt. It's not institution, private sector debt. It's federal, yeah, I, federal I guess money. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. It's federal money. That's the only reason he was able to suspend them in the first place. So, wait, but no, didn't it also include private loans? It may. I. I. I don't know. I don't know all the details. Point. Point is. Uh. 
No, 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 no. So the fe- federal, yeah, the, so the federal loans were then uh, assigned to loan distributors, right? Managers. Um, but still, I think the the debt is on the government. Uh, I, I did not. I don't know, but I have no idea. Otherwise, honestly. how? They would... I, didn't, I didn't think that was the case because, because the let me think. How like would Cal they State be able Fullerton to stop the interest rates for for those? Like, as a state-run school, yeah, and they make money from the people who attend the state or out of state, whatever. And so then, when people that want to go to that school can't pay for it, they borrow money from. It's 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 private it's... private companies. No, no, no. It's government funded. Wait, wait, really? Cal State, Cal State Fullerton okay, is actually. No, I actually, yeah, I, I see that how that makes sense. So then, so you're you're borrowing money from, but it's not directly from the federal government, right? Well, no, they 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 distribute it through loan managers, but 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 uh, yeah, no, yeah, it is. It's directly from the government. That's what uh, FAF, that's what FAFSA is, federal student yeah. aid. That's what I'm saying. I think there is some of both, but. You can but get you can get loans. Oh, wait, I, hold on, I just googled um our student loans federal debt, and it says visit studentaid.gov to find out whether your specific student loans are federal. Yeah, Most yeah. student loans are federal. You okay. can get student okay. loans from other people, from other yeah. com- private companies, but mine were most were through FAFSA. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I I'm pretty sure, right? So, yeah. so yeah, that's why my all my interest rates are frozen. That makes a lot of sense because I'm wondering if for people who didn't have federal student loans, if theirs were even frozen during this whole debacle. That's a good question, and which that would suck if they didn't, because then no, it'd be just a normal day, really. It'd just be the same amount of sucky, really. <laughs> so private student loans, those loan, these loans are non-federal loans made by lenders such as a bank, credit union, state agency, or school. Yeah. Okay. And they may even offer better rates than the federal Okay, government. here it is. An estimated 92% of student loans are federal loans, not private ones. In 2018, 20% of student loan borrowers were behind with their payments. Yeah. Those aged between 35 and 49 have the highest student debt with the $548 billion of debt. Yes. That now was as of, well, this, oh, so this article was in February 2020. So it's probably way more now too. So there is a there is a point where it would be pretty bad to just forgive all that debt, but at the same time, all that freedom from debt would also increase spending. So it'd be kind of like a FDR type stimulate the economy by. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know because because okay, I just feel like it the way I see it like from an intuitive standpoint is the government is too greedy to let all those people that go to school for free to be able to get jobs and stuff i mean it makes sense how like so say bernie sanders wants all student loan to be forgiven but so many people don't think that'll work because um i think long term they think the degrees would then not be as earned so then in that sense there's gonna be an influx of people into like the, the workforce that is not as qualified to be as good at what they're gonna be doing but uh, I don't know about I'm that. To, I, I don't know. I wish I took a, like an economy class that was like really pertained to this stuff. Cause I don't see, yeah. Cause you're right. Why does 
that money has to be paid back. Like what, like, cause if, if, if all those student loans don't get paid then all the people that had them will just have more money to spend for the net, like basically the rest of their lives. So they'll put it back into the, the economy. It'll come back into the economy, but, but that means it's a heavy burden on the state because now they're keeping up infrastructure that isn't bringing in, that's not sustaining itself. Yeah. Because people are dumb so like a lot of people don't even spend money on like the best things if like no, it doesn't matter what they're if, if they're spending money that's that's fine for the state no, just, no no because it doesn't some, matter if it's good or bad i remember i remember reading this thing like during, when everyone got a stimulus check uh people that heavily criticized it said why would they because granted a lot of people get it put it to good use like those who like this so say like the family families that needed the money to like get stuff like food and whatnot obviously that's a good way to put the money back into the system but a lot of people just bet it into the stock market okay no but that's putting the money back into the economy yeah and then but some of it put it back into the stock market and then other people just did impulse purchase buys like oh sweet i got six hundred dollars from the government or however much i'm gonna go buy a flat screen tv yeah but that's also stimulating the economy uh but no no but it's the, the problem with the pandemic was that people weren't spending yeah, on so, things that aren't. The no, no, no. It doesn't matter if it was necessary their, like, or not. I mean, no, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, stimulus, stimulation of the economy at all. That's what it is. It's a stimulus check to stimulate the economy so that people will spend. On, it doesn't matter what they spend it on. It's so that they feel a little bit better so that they can spend, so that the economy st- keeps moving. Yeah. So that there's cash flow. So that's some. Oh, of- you know what I think the main thing was was the problem is it just made the the wealth gap bigger. Well, that's... that's what ultimately ended up happening. Oh, because Cause like, because yeah, all those so all the people that just bought TVs, obviously Best Buy probably stock jumped up phenomenally because of just how much people just ended up spending money on like just electronics and stuff like that, or like, or the tech companies got a boost from all of the economy stuff happening, or from all the stimulus that was injected into the, but so, okay, so maybe this is what is going to happen. So with all the money that would be forgiven from the student loans that again is just going to be another stimulus well it's not technically a stimulus because it's not like an immediate thing that happens that causes something. i would cons- count like it as stimulus of something happening i would i would think that it's, it is stimulus yeah I, I would have the similar effect i think intuitively but i don't think it's necessarily classified as that because it's like saying um it, it, because it's, it's, it's a gradual thing because all those people that say would have had to pay six hundred dollars a month towards student loans would then have six hundred more dollars a month to just do whatever. Which is like so, a stimulus check. No, but it, but it, it but it wasn't instantly given to them out of nowhere because they're already making money, right? Doing whatever they can to just make money and live their lives. And no, so but then, now the they're more willing. They just don't have a bill anymore. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to spend more. No, no, as but as, uh, I think from like a psychological standpoint, it doesn't seem like a stimulus or stimulus to. Like the average person that would have had their debt forgiven. No, I think it, I think it does. I think a hundred percent. If if you're no longer making those six hundred dollar payments, you're much more likely to go spend it that money. Oh oh well, a hundred percent. I'm just saying on on what they spend it on is what's like. I get, but I see what you're saying. Again, it I, I don't think it matters what they spend it as long as it's moving through the economy. Yeah. Uh. In the end of the day, you know, the wealth gap, if, if all these big companies are sucking up all the money, right? Yeah. So at some point, if 
if people cannot survive, meaning that they can't get to work to keep the company running, then the company will collapse. Yeah. So if it's not sustaining enough, even if it's pretty shitty and it's pretty slanted, in the end of the day, it will collapse. So there is some kind of natural order here that keeps it running. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like even it's just like you have to just keep postponing the problems. Even though Amazon is now that you know their their stock shot up through trillion whatever whatever points, you know it's yeah. it's it's how many people does it employ? How many how much uh, money is moving through the economy because of the the infrastructure that Amazon puts in place and keeps in place? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know it does trickle down, um, even though. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously the people at the top make a lot more, but that's... yeah. Let me see. Look at Amazon real quick, because I know they're like. Let me see. They're at three thousand or thirty three hundred, thirty two hundred bucks basically right now. And I remember like when I had started investing, they were like barely over. So let me see. The pandemic hit. And what, what was the time again? April or March twenty twenty. Oh yeah, so that was the lowest they kind of hit around. They were going up to 2100 and then pandemic hit. They go down to 17, 1700. And then in the span of, so from March, 2020 to August, 2020, they go from $1,700 to 3,000. What is that? Yeah. 3,400. Holy shit. Yeah. So double. They basically doubled. And that's only because of the stimulus and whatnot. Because think about it. All the people that had money, they're like, oh, well, Amazon has the best. Like anyone that – I'm pretty sure everybody in the – like California at least or just most of the United States knows that if you want to get something, one, that's the most cheapest and it's also going to be delivered to you for free, you can just get it through Amazon. Which is why their marketing department did so well because it's not cheaper on Amazon. And two, it's not just because of the stimulus. It's, it's because – everybody was like no contact so amazon yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's a good point that too but yeah Yeah, a lot of people were getting into the stock market as a noob and putting all their money into amazon so in the end though like i said it'll it'll fall if it doesn't support it has to has to rest on something yeah you know or it'll die so we'll either we'll That's either a good point. We'll but either. You know what I think? I, I I don't think we really know about, um, like the institutions that say need that that because like the so the federal government relies on the student loans to be paid back to be able to do other things. Like I don't think we're qualified enough to know exactly what that's needed for. I don't think they can just completely be like you know what? No big deal. We don't need that anymore because there's so much other institutions that they that need money stimulated into it for it to be possible. Well, so I think what you said is right in which they could probably cancel a certain amount of it, but I don't think it's going to be like tens of thousands for the average individual. I think it, like, with the government, insane. with a de- government program, like the school, the, you know, the government allocates so much for it to keep it running, but it has its own allocation, right? So you're not paying for school with uh, military money. That money's already separated out, right? So no, I know, I know. I, I I get what you're saying. But I'm just saying I don't think we. I still think, I just think intuitively speaking, that money. 
that money pays certain people and if it's gone then those people won't get paid and i think those people are already too powerful for that to not happen but that's just like intuitively what i think like i mean i could be wrong i don't know but well they could close schools they could remove government schooling oh my god like 1984 like you know what education isn't important just we're gonna slowly start and, and not because they want to because we have to because oh my god that would be so awful well not really because do we really need it what if they started closing down schools bro do we really need schools? do we really need a college education i don't think people okay that that's like a different type of argument as opposed to what you really need from college but just like the sentiment of like the government shutting down its schools i don't think is ever going to happen no because because the government relies on its citizens to be educated to be able to then no but you, know, you can get educated from your job uh, i don't I, I, that is true yeah but i don't know i I don't. Know. I don't think we're qualified enough to even like. Really I, don't, I don't mean. Exactly I, I don't mean. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't mean primary school and and high school. I mean higher education. Upper, upper yeah, upper, upper. Yeah, Which is yeah, preparing but... you for the workforce. Okay, that that maybe is a middleman that isn't necessary. What about trade schools? Do you think they're gonna just go away? No, I mean it could be outsourced to the to private sector. You know, the government does that it, it most of its stuff now is just contracted out to the private sector why does the government need to be in control of school no see i don't think that's the question it's not that why does the government need it it's the fact that the government is already in control of the majority of school and they're not going to relinquish that control to anybody because then they're not in control of the flow of money well if it's costing them more to keep it up and they could free it up and just put it into their tanks i don't think that they're gonna throw their hands like oh well we, we're kind of screwed we can't make money anymore let's just give it up no i mean I if people the case. okay how about this, this? How about this? Be, what okay if, what if people stop attending so now we have to trick the people somehow into paying for it overall but what if, what, if, what if people stop attending schools i don't think that's gonna happen just, just what if it what if the, the culture shifts and people are like just why stop. am i why I am I gonna? That's gonna happen because so much, so many like people like you. Do you know about how like uh, the university system is becoming so liberalized? Yes. As far as like wokeness, that is like waking up. Like you know how STEM is now considered STEAM because it has to include the arts to be more inclusive for people that say aren't aren't scientists or you know engineers, but they're also like paint painters okay like they're, they're trying to make everything inclusive okay school is becoming i think more even more so like centralized and like how everyone should well not, maybe not everyone should do it but just more necessary to a certain class of people regardless okay but and like you're saying if you want to go to school who doesn't matter if it costs money because you still need it to be qualified because at the same time the population still gets bigger you don't and, need it you don't need it to be qualified that's no, no. that's that's you what I'm I saying. Both no, you don't need it to be qualified, but that's not like the that's not the the, the um like the first thought that comes to the the heads of people. No, say, no, who but, work but, as a, but more and more now, are, companies are realizing that it's not necessary. That's what I'm saying. When the companies stop needing people to go to wait, school, wait, wait, why do you say that? What what makes you think that companies are realizing it's not necessary? Because it's stupid. 
because it's a waste of time and it doesn't actually. No, 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 no. <laughs> the re- because I'm they're not disagreeing with you. I'm saying what yeah. makes you think private I think, companies I think, are, re- are not are, are are not. I'll tell you because people go, get their fancy degrees and then they go into the workplace and then they realize that the company owner realizes that they know jack shit. They didn't get prepared for the field at all. They could have spent their time much better if just starting earlier and just learning on the job. Yeah. Okay, but so let me pose a hypothetical. If uh, Say you're a company. Say with this information in the back of your head, you are now the hiring manager at your job or the hiring person. Yes. And you have a bunch of candidates. Yes. And you, uh, just in, in the process, say you're like a, real, like a fairly big company too. So you're, like, you're just going through candidates and you have a good amount of people that are always quitting all the time. Not all the time, but like you get a fairly okay turnover rate. So you're just hiring people on a regular basis. Are you going to hire someone that is uh, like not that they didn't go to school, but they but because the whole idea of the interviewing process is like time consuming as it is, because the goal would be to get to know everybody as like as well as possible to see whether or not they would actually care enough to want to make your company money. Yeah. But so but just from like a from like a let say you have a, a hundred applications in one day. Are you going to consider any of the ones that didn't go to school? A hundred percent. Okay, but what's going to determine how like the quality of then those candidates versus the candidates that did go to school is well. Let me let me read about this this these candidates. Yeah. Like I have to really know like what makes them even want to do what they want to do. Right. And to even figure out that takes way too much effort. Well, that that maybe have been true, but the point is now that that a college education does not mean that they're a reliable employee. Well, yeah, yeah. At the same time, a hundred percent. But so in the end, if I spend, like, if you're a person who has to go through all these applications and then start combing through the process of okay, let, let's try to pick some, you're gonna instantly want to just start with the college graduates so that you know from the ones, uh, even if it's not a, obviously a hundred percent of them are definitely not qualified to do what they're going to do. But some of them are at least motivated enough to want to do what they want to do since they went through the process of going through the school. Right. No, I'm going to change my hiring uh, Okay, process. Okay, but you're, you're saying for, for your individual viewpoint on how it should be, yeah, it should be way different. I, I'm what I'm going to do is it's going to be based... of the current situation, it makes more sense to just already assume you have a college degree to show you have enough determination and motivation to want to get through a four-year or maybe not necessarily four but two however long the schooling like took to get to that job yes like that that that's that is that is an aspect of it but at the same time now that isn't enough because yes you were motivated enough to do it but you still don't have the skills to do my job (laughs) oh a hundred percent i'm no no one's arguing that so what i'm so what i would look at instead what they would ideally like is just like the, the candidates that went to college the candidates that didn't go to college and then a third stack or a third percentage of all those, or a third portion of those candidates that are individuals that just somehow proved their worth to be able to do well at this company without any like thing that costs money. So, you know, so somehow all these people that are like selling themselves figured out a way to then sell the fact that they are really qualified to do their job. But instead, I think what you're trying to get at is I think as a, you're like, okay, if I'm the hire, I'm like, okay, I don't care about any former, 
qualifications, credentials, any of that. I'm just going to have to examine each and every single person that comes through the office and then to try to deter and then try to train them to do the job. But then again, how can you know that a candidate is going to be um, promising in the future? Because if you have a high turnover rate, you're then wasting money on hiring people all the time, starting the training process, and then realizing, oh, they're not a good fit, so I'm going to have to just start over. Because but in that process of starting over, it still makes more sense to hire the college grads first since they have enough like, know-how to at least get through college. Because college necessarily isn't difficult to pass. For, she knows for some majors but it's still like somewhat of a uh like obstacles to then get to the point to then be a an applicant on like the for like the, the company that they want like that wants to hire them. that's true that's the way it was looked at but now I don't, college is getting i mean can i was, can i say something like can this. i put in something you've been talking for a while i think that college is getting worse I kind of agree, yeah. So I'm not debating that. So it's getting easier to pass, and it's the the degree itself is meaning less because more and more people have it anyway. So it's getting diluted. Oh, that was a good pen where it's meaning less and less. <laughs> so, so point is, I think, especially for a steam company, I would want to see a portfolio of projects that this person has done, whether they did it in college. Or they did it on their own time, or they did it in whatever trade school or high school or whatever they do, wherever they did it. I want to see the projects that they worked on, and what, what roles they what did. What if it's not even necessarily a port? I mean, I, that's a good idea, but so I don't think all fields have that type of portfolio status, um, like model. You know what I mean? Because as an engineer, you can be like, oh, well, these are things I've done, I've tinkered with. If they want to be an electronics engineer or something like that, but I mean, I, I get your 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 logic because we're basing it off of. Actually, sorry, yeah, I'll sorry, I interrupted. Go on. So you want you want them to be able to look at a portfolio of experience, things that they, they like they've done in their lives. This is, so so you're saying. Best case scenario, which I agree, is if all the companies demanded that its applicants show a portfolio containing relevant experience for the position that they're applying for. Yes. And I would make that more important than I, I would not make the college degree, the leading determinant of whether these people come through or not, because I think you know what? I see your point. You're saying like it, you think there probably are companies that have this mentality today. Yes. But, I still think at the end of the day, so 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 for that company that has like that that portfolio like mindset, I still think for the applicant process of hiring, there's still an influx of people that say turn in their portfolios that are not qualified from a, like a, a, a school or a college or whatever with like a degree, and then those that are from a college or degree, and they're like, okay, let's let's. Like, just think about it from this way, from a, from a purely a hiring standpoint, you have to try to make sure your company doesn't lose people all the time because of how bad they are. You have to look through portfolios and you have a hundred stacks of those from a college educated background and those from a non-college educated background. You still think that every single manager or hirer is automatically going to be like, you know what, I got to give even the ones that don't go to school a fair shot. 
No, I, I would think that there would have to be some other standards to put in place on on how how you would filter out those those project based kind of portfolios, like. But. But what I'm saying is, it just because 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 a college isn't project based. You know, maybe maybe an art school is, but. No, Cal Poly's are. I know that. Like Cal Poly Northridge out here is pretty good for engineering because it's like all they do is just it's exactly that like you're it's projects and you're just work and you're learning the engineering through the project process right well one yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah so if if it if it qualifies you're going to have an interview with them right mm -hmm. so first well, no, no. you don't even get an interview unless they pick your portfolio first right right no but you're going to first you're going to see the resume and the resume is not going to be here's my education here's my whatever the first thing it's going to it's going to be a project resume and it's going to show your projects in a very organized order and a brief summary of what you did on those projects and then attached is going to be your portfolio which is going to be in a very clean organized simple stripped down brief way and then if that hits the cake then they get the interview and they have to talk about their projects mm. that's the way it should be that's yes that's the way it should be i i'm just saying i don't think that that is the the standard or the norm right now no but and i'm I saying that's where we're getting there that's where we're going soon. that's where we're going because college education isn't a rare thing anymore at first it was it was a thing where it was not that many people had a college degree so those people obviously were the ones that went to the top uh i is that true yes i, I still feel like a lot of people, I don't know. I still feel like there's less college educated. Like, so 20, 23 to 30 year olds, I think a majority are not college educated. Okay. But we're talking about moving from, from blue collar to white collar jobs. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, the majority of people who are in white oh, collar. I see what you're saying. So once a, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So like once a majority of those in white collar jobs are already, college educated like the ones that are in the jobs already and then have now been yeah. in the job and realized now we need to find stupid. i didn't even need to go yeah now we need to find a new way to actually find people that know what they're doing whether or not they went to college or not you know and if someone spent four years actually working on projects and and really learning and they have a lot more to contribute than going to and sitting in a class where the culture isn't really that quality anymore then then yeah then then i would hire him especially because i know how shitty i was in school and i couldn't that's use my true too but you I, don't know, I still feel like you're it just seems like the idea of finding that person is not that magical it's it's not that precise like you like that type of individual is so rare and like if everyone could find that individual like the company the hires could find them then of course everyone would rather have that like like, I don't think that, like, any would be like, no, sorry, you still need a college degree. Oh, you still spend the past four years instead, like, building your own, uh, like, circuit-controlled, you know, electrical, whatever project, it doesn't matter. They, like, everyone would ideally like that, but I don't think there's an easy way to find those individuals. I, because the, it's not set up that way. The, the, the high schools are set up to put you in college. They're not set up to get you, have a nice portfolio to showcase your work. You know, no, there is some, I know like our company had, 
like because that's what in, isn't that the point of internships to then get people that are say potentially interested in the fields that they want to eventually yeah that's what i'm saying in. you're starting work earlier that would be part uh, of your portfolio okay. yeah yeah but, okay so so then yes yeah, so then actual hands-on experience more of a focus on internships is much more of a qualification as opposed to anything else that would be part of it i feel like that probably already is the the norm for at least the successful companies they look more so at your internships looking far into the future i think it's not necessary to have uh, an uh, institutionalized higher education created or, or supported by the government I don't think it's necessary, especially in this such a rapid information age where information can be gotten so quickly from the Internet. And you can learn a lot of things on YouTube, you know. Yeah, it's a huge weight on the state and they barely even put that much any money into it anyway. They put it all into the military, so you might as well just get rid of it. And yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I just think in our lifetimes, school is not going to be gone, like how you're, like kind of forecasting it. Well, I, I think still, it's... I still think there's too much money in that to just be gone over the course of our lifetimes. No, but I think it's going to change how it it's structured. Uh... I think it's going to be more project-based and more group-oriented. I think, I think it might be more so, like... And and like you said, it's not going to be... Wait, wait, you know what we have to do? Let's first look at a specific field, because it all depends on what area like we're even talking about in the workforce. Well, but before we so even I... go to that, I want to say, because you talked about STEAM, right, instead of STEM, and you said yeah. that's kind of, like, weird. It's, like, all this non-inclusive shit. But I think... Are, are we sure that science and art were supposed to be separated from the beginning? Like, why is it necessary to have specialization, and does it really help? No, no, no. I'm saying the whole, the whole reason why the A was added to STEAM was because, like, the liberal art major types, like the women's gender study types, the gender studies types felt like that art has to be just as respected as STEM, but that was never the original purpose of STEM because the whole idea of a STEM was just to get like students, like young, like the elementary school students interested in the sciences. Yes. Cause you don't need, you don't need to get kids more interested in art that like that. No, but art, like art. what I'm saying is art and science should not be separated and they weren't historically. Yeah. I, I see. Okay. I see your point. Da Vinci was an artist and a scientist. Yes. Right? Music is mathematical and well, artistic. I don't think that's, that's the, the debate over that. But I don't think that's why that was added. Like, I, I don't... What? I don't know. No, no. I, 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 know you're, I know what you're saying. It's a social thing. But... It's, but yeah, it's just a social... It's just a societal change. I know, but, a, but actually what I'm saying is the lines between disciplines will vanish eventually because it's inefficient. In the beginning, we had all these specializations and until the sciences grew and they realized that biology is chemistry, is physics, you know, and and uh, an architect would benefit from a from mechanical background. And 
you know, a well-rounded person is someone who's well-rounded in many disciplines, you know. And, and, and a lot of the reason that they were split up in the first place, the disciplines, was to keep people in power because it's really difficult for any one person to, to know everything that there is if they just focused on only one subject. So as, as, the, as the people on the bottom gain more power, the, the disciplines will, will vanish. And people, every the everyday person will be more well-rounded. You know, that's gonna sound bad, but I think that makes sense if things, like, like that's how it should be, right? I don't think the natural progression of things is like it goes the way it should be. I think there's, because the whole idea of just for that to really be possible, I think the people would have to be more in charge of the future of how that, like, like those types of systems get set up. They are in charge. They are in charge, and they don't realize it. And they are in charge, and they don't realize it. But they're no, 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 but no. they're realizing it more and more because of the internet. Yeah. The people more and more are deciding where the money goes, and and pretty soon. I people... don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think so. Why? I still think that there is like the seven richest families on the earth and then all of like the like the people you don't know about that are billionaires and shit like no i know they just make sure that the like the the population is just happy enough to not want to like cause an insurrection okay but what i'm as far as the system itself operates efficiently i mean it's it can be more efficient than not but no, it can't be efficient. A real drive. It can't be efficient hierarchically. In the end, the system will become too complex to operate hierarchically. Yeah. So seven people will not be able to keep everybody happy. Period. No, well, I mean that ideal. But so this is so they will fail. This is a theory I heard recently. There is there is this what was it called this um. This notion to want to have everybody in the U.S. like own nothing, like to own absolutely nothing, and then to be happy about it, like to, and ideally they because once the whole metaverse is like much more of like a, a common thing that everyone can access and just pretend to be whatever they want in the metaverse, then that's when the real transition would want is ideally from these people that want this type of system to happen. They want everybody that is alive on Earth to just be more involved in the metaverse than in the actual life. And so for that, and it makes sense how people would find that alluring because if your life sucks because of say all of the inefficiencies that our societies are causing all that and how it's getting too complex for everyone to stay happy, that's impossible. It just makes more sense. Well, you know what? Just put on this fairly affordable goggles that you can spend the rest of your life paying off to then live in a world where you can be happy forever. Yes. That's actually we'll, the best. We'll provide way. you with just enough nutrients and whatever to fill your body, so that you can just be a part of this system and and just still be alive, so that you can at least make it continue running. Yes, that's way more efficient. No, no, but I'm saying, but that is like, I mean, the parallels that that draws that because I mean, you've seen the Matrix. Right? I know, I know what you're saying. 
Yeah. But so everyone should... in that point is just basically a unit of energy that's helping keeping the system run. It's not necessarily like an individual individualistic. No. No. Because that's the thing. At that point, nobody really has any control over anything anymore because of like the systems that are put in place are just gonna be keep people running forever. No, hold on. You're that you're talking physically, but mentally if they're creating in a virtual space and they have more ability to to create with their minds then that is in my world more freedom yeah but uh, that means okay. less restriction so by the physical body so, so if so say it's like um so every single just say as of after tomorrow once tomorrow hits everybody now owns you know virtual reality and then next step the next day, you know, we figure out how to feed everybody in there so no one's dying from hunger. And so they solve that real quick. And then now everyone is now just in this virtual world. They don't even necessarily have to interact with, uh, like, with each other, per se. But, I mean, I guess they do. They well, can, no, yeah, because the whole idea of the system working within itself, you, you, everyone needs to kind of work together in a way. Like the same way our, like how construction is like so many different fields coming together to create, say, a building yes. for work or whatever. It, it's like the, people have this drive to want to be cooperative with other people to build and just innovate and all that. Yeah, and it will be. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so if, if it's if it's like – virtually they're just satisfying that that need that want then it's totally possible that it could happen but i don't know I, I feel like it's not as have you put on virtual goggles before virtual reality goggles i have one oh, you I, ha do? I have an oculus quest Oh, that's is, so funny because Matthew is, just got one recently. Yeah, it's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen besides psychedelics. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's because I was kind of hungry, but he was showing me like this just shooting game one, and it was so just annoying. It was kind of like I kind of got a headache from it being on too long. Well, I mean, just the lobby, oh, anyway. just the lobby alone when you put it on and you start out. Is the what? The lobby. The lobby yeah the home screen which is a room that you can like walk around and it feels like you're in a different place it feels like you're in a whole new world oh yeah yeah i know I, I i had like in this game i was able to like put it on and then go through a tutorial to walk i mean i still used the control stick i mean i myself could have moved i think too to move myself but i mostly moved with the control stick so i didn't have to keep you know moving too far out and then i would just turn my head right so I, I didn't even have to turn my head. I could just also move the stick to look left and right. Yes. So it basically, if you extrapolate it even further, right, to matrix level, you would not have to move anywhere physically at all. Yeah, my fingers even. And I would yet, just somehow move it just with, like, my eyes like or my brain. And somehow. yet you would perceive that you are moving in an infinite world. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That, Basically like the matrix. Yes, that is, that is, what, that is a process called ephemeralization. Yes, yes yes where things gradually um you're able to do more with less yes okay and it seems at first like it's a a dystopian sci-fi thing but 
if you look you're back saying at, it's actually the best thing to ever happen it's actually liberation of humankind yes uh, i elaborate okay well first of all what were the the you're a part of the program aren't you in this world because we're already in it <laughs> it the biggest buildings that we ever built Right, you're talking about cooperation. We're talking about building the buildings. The Burj Khalifa, yes. Right, say the pyramids. The right. Burj Khalifa is a mile-high building. Okay, but let's just, I'm just going to use the pyramid then as an example. The Great Wall of China. Uh, where is he, what are you in the Burj Khalifa? The what? What is the Burj Khalifa? Uh, it's in Dubai. Okay. I don't know. Okay, no but, no, but see, that was done with modern construction. I'm talking about ancient times pyramids, right? Think about how... Oh. How many people? I mean, pretty much everybody was involved with building the pyramids, right? They were all in that region of the world, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, and it was moving heavy ass motherfucking blocks from point A to point B to build this stupid pyramid. Yeah, dude. That okay? Okay. Hold on one second. Um. Okay. So so now think about it. You can build. Now you can build the same pyramid in a virtual reality, and it will cost you nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the amount of energy that came from the physical environment to create the same perceived structure is next to nothing. And you can build, build endless pyramids of the same scale. Okay. So okay. What? So... so Basically, the universe, or literally the universe here locally, is getting more and more efficient at what it does. But that's not the same. Are you sure? So we're under the assumption that the ephemeralization, that the satisfaction you get from creating that is the same as if you were to build it in the physical world. Now, is that, is it, necess is it necessary to build it in the physical world, or is it just necessary to build something? Uh, I mean, I, I, for the sake of you're like, oh, could I build this thing to be structurally sound if I did this? Yeah, you, you could easily just go into a computer program or this or like get it more extreme to, to then just build something. Okay, but, but you're, I'm you're, saying you're, you're, the you're satisfaction to, isn't the same. Because you don't think it's real, right? Uh, you're, saying, you're saying because it's, it doesn't... Yeah. What would have to happen is that we forget we're even in the like the environment in the virtual world yes you're right yeah so how does that instantly happen or maybe not instantly, but how does that happen then you're so immersed in the virtual world that you forget that it's a virtual world or you okay, don't but care how does one get to that point you're saying over the course of a lifetime no you i'm have saying to plug that thing into a baby as it's born and have it never see the real world you don't need to because the virtual world is way more exciting than the real world not till no, I just I mean no. That's the point, Gabe. That's hearsay. That's hearsay. No, that's no, that that's thing. absolutely the point. the The virtual world is way more complex than the real physical world, and it would not be created if it wasn't. It is more complex, and it can be much more creative. Yes, yes that's the but point. That does not equal better. I'm not saying better. I mean that you can create more with less. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. You can do anything you want in there, yes. But you're not going to get the same real satisfaction. I think that's, like, that's okay, relative. So say, like, sex and robots and stuff. Like, you, 
all those people, like, uh, this is definitely going to be one of the main things why people want to be in, like, the metaverse, because then they could, if you can wear this thing that stimulates all of your organs and just, you know, makes you come as well, like, just, it makes you feel like you're in, like, a, 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 a harem, or what's it called, a, a, a harem? Uh, um, what is it called? A harem? Harem, harem, yeah. Like, you can imagine whatever you want, and it's there. Yes. In the back of your mind, if so if, say, like, a person who was not born in that world is in this world, and they can't do that, but then they go into this world, and they're like, kind of like, oh, my gosh, I started watching, I, I almost, like, didn't let me finish watching the rest of this episode, but I was watching the first episode of Westworld, and I was finishing it. Yes. It's the same concept. Like, yes. you basically do whatever they want in this world. Yes, because they can't tell the difference between a real person and the robot. That's what I'm yes, saying. but okay. The technology but, will get so good that you will not be able to tell the difference between real world and the virtual world. So it doesn't make a difference. No, no, no. But then, you, but we still have to get to that point where the real world is already at that such advanced state. It's just and about there, man. And everyone just kind of accepts the fact that there's some people in the society that don't, they can't tell the difference anyways. So then they just. But because remember, okay, because remember all, I mean, I'm still only on the first episodes. I don't even know that much about it. But some people, um, they were paying to be on like in the world, and then they went on like that that uh, like kind of adventure with the sheriff, and then the sheriff broke, and then that's how they realized, oh, something's wrong here. But that whole time, those people, like the the man and his wife, they're in this world trying to have fun, you know, go kill people, whatever they want to do. That's just a creative outlet. It doesn't have to be anything. It's just something they want to do they want to do it together yes but they but they, i think in our real life people aren't going to be able to distinguish or they're not I mean, they're not distinguished but they're not going to be able to get the same satisfaction of doing something in there as opposed to not being in real life nope they'll get more i'm sorry but you're wrong that's a hundred percent false. They will get more satisfaction because no, but because you're saying the the like the oxytocin or whatever that happy chemical is, you're saying it's just gonna hit the same mark and be the same, and everyone's just gonna accept it. Gabe, it already is. It already is, Gabe. It already is. I don't know. Yeah, video uh, games maybe because there's a because of the generational gap thing. I don't think. Gabe. I think it's possible with, like, new kids who, like... The, the, no. My point is, I think either, once people are born, they're going to have to be plugged in instantly for it to then be able to work. Okay, well, that's, I don't that's, think, a, that's a matter of... I don't of, think morally that's how it's going to happen. No, it doesn't have to be that way. I, there's right always now, going to be people that... Right now, you could sit down in front of your PS5, Xbox, whatever it is, and you can stimulate the same neurochemicals that you would get from ordinary physical activities such as exercise. I don't think so. You can't just go take a breath of fresh air in your game. Not yet. But, well, you, can, but, you, can... but you still, you think at some point they're going to be able to trick you into thinking that you're taking the same amount of fresh breath air that you would be taking if you were to actually go outside and do something. Eventually it will be able to stimulate every single part of your nervous system that can that is already available uh, in your body. Eventually it will be 100% patched into your nervous system. Yes. And your memory. Yes. That's not the point. Um, the point... I feel like for that to happen, then, something illegal is going to have to happen then. 
or like kind of like it's like kind of like it's gonna have to basically trick the world or something because I don't think voluntarily everybody is gonna be on board with that idea. Well, no, people are already not... tricking themselves. People are already what? voluntarily tricking. They want to be tricked. Well, I'm not saying people aren't. I'm just saying not every single person in the world thinks this. I no. think it's like language. Well, you're saying over time, language... the majority, like more and more people are just gonna eventually do it. We're already doing it right now. I know people are already doing this. No, now, no, 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 no. Literally, you, you and me this. right now. You and me right now. In this conversation, conversing literally is a virtual reality. Okay. Um, I mean, I know, I know why, how you're saying this is the case. Yes, because we're technically talking into a thing that's not actually the, the person we're talking to. It's just a representation of it. But we created a new medium of exchange, a technology, in order to convert, uh, convey images that are simulating reality, simulating elements of reality. And we are doing, and we are weaving them together to create an artificial reality that is more interesting than if we did not have the conversation. That doesn't mean okay, but so this is let's consider this point then. So you're saying if we didn't have the cell phone, then we would just be bored right now doing something else. Yes, that's why we created cell phones. Comparatively. Yes. But we don't have to be doing this. No, we to don't. Still have fun. No, we don't. We don't have yeah. to. But we did it anyway because it's more interesting. Yeah, but not everyone likes doing this either. No, they, but point. they, but not, they like the entire world is not going to all think the same thing is better. They don't have to. Because I, for one, don't like the virtual reality. Like it just seems. I mean, I it was kind of fun just the game itself. I'm like, okay, cool, I, I get it. But it was not, enjo- it wasn't as enjoyable. I'm like, I, the, do you, I don't don't you play? Do you play it's games like on your phone? Just opinion. You play like, games on your phone, right? What? Don't you play games on your phone? Every now and then, yeah. You used to be addicted to games, and you'd play while you were shitting at work. Yeah. That's but a... that's because of, like, our jobs. That That's because I have not yet gotten to that point of being able to be happy doing what I'm doing as in work when I'm in the real life. So that's why the escape was more alluring, because I was able to escape the reality that I had to be in at that time. You're telling me that you're 100% invested in your current job in the what same way mean? that the video games okay. offer, offer. Wait, wait, say again? You're, you're right now, you're telling me that your job is so fulfilling that you would rather do it than anything else. No, I don't, no. I'm, I mean, I still listen to podcasts, but no, I'm saying, okay, the goal of, as, a, as far as like a worker in the United States goes is to find something you love doing so it doesn't seem like work. Yes. Yeah, obviously I'm not there yet, right. but like the goal would be to get to that point. Yes. So then, okay, so then with this situation then, how am I just going to magically transport every single person on Earth into being able to still contribute? So, okay, so to still produce or contribute enough to the society to be, then be able to be in this virtual world all of the time. I'll tell you how. By not consuming not consuming so it's the negative instead of contributing to keep up with the consumption they're just consuming less all right so you have way too hope in humanity to do that hold on this dumpster is the, this is again going back to ephemeralization this is the whole point okay if i'm I, so excited to hear you guys if you do not need to possess physical objects and instead can have them in a virtual reality which requires less physical energy to be spent 
and less physical matter to be processed and consumed and mined from the earth, then you do not, um, then you're saving. You're saving. Theoretically, yes. If you can convince everybody that, you know what? No, no, no. But you realize some people love, like, I don't know. Yes. I think you're, you're, the answer you have to what I'm going to say is, well, they can, they can. Virtually, they can just think they're feeling these things. They think they can be holding stuff no, no, in their no. hand. They, can, they are feeling They're doing things. everything. They are feeling... The feelings are real. The feelings Wait. are real. It's just a matter of how they're stimulating the feelings. It's just and, it's, it's, and that is in the technological gap of this the haptic sensors to yes. make it just fire like as if you're actually swimming yes, and you in like the pool in Hawaii. Yeah, and you don't need any of that to be stimulated. You could be stimulated by just sitting there breathing air. That's true. See, this is the I think the main thing, man, because that what if is like the main deciding factor in all of this. But we like to create more interesting things that, than before, so we are doing that, and we want to do it without the limitations that were currently existing. So we're always pushing for, to be able to create more with less, and they will reach a point where we can create infinitely without using anything. That's the asymptote we're approaching. That is my point. That is. That is that would be that critical event horizon, where we are eventually free of matter, and we return yeah. to literally light. We're no longer bound by by locked up matter. And then in the real world, our bodies are just like, like, like kind of pale as shrivel, just sustaining life forces. Nope, we don't need like bodies. We don't and nutrients and whatnot. That's just transitory. We don't need bodies. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So then, how would that's no because you need people to be for any of this to work you can still have people but you don't need bodies you equate consciousness with bodies no no but so but so then there's no additional there's no new additions to the world then no there are in in the virtual world there can be infinite minds without having to have infinite bodies so then okay so then are we still Okay, so then are you as an infinite in your world going to be able to co-interact and, and communicate with other individuals in their worlds? Yep. So then how are we going to make more people? We're just going to both imagine that we make another person? Because then this is like getting into the idea of like what happens to your consciousness if your body is no longer there. Okay, we don't need to make new people, first of all. What the f- – what are you talking about? How is this – Elaborate, elaborate. We would not need to make new people. How would we no longer have people anymore? No, we have people, but we don't need more people. So it's just minds. It's just consciousness that yes. is at this point. Yes. How is this? How is that going to happen? By by approaching such an advanced level of technology that we no longer need to have physical bodies. Okay. So then the whole worlds that we create are going to have the same amount of people from that point on forever and it's never going to change again? Well, you don't have to get rid of the physical world. The physical world is still going to be here. It's the substrate on which that virtual reality exists, right? So in, okay, a, yes. in the future, people will have the choice to stay on Earth and not be individual world, virtual world, or download themselves into the virtual reality or go explore space. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. The point is that I mean that after, but that's what I'm saying. Space travel is impossible unless people are still in the real world yeah. traveling space. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be some people in the real world, and there will be. Okay, so there's gonna be some and some. Because you said at one point it's everyone's going to realize, oh, it's better to be in the, the, like the virtual world. It's more interesting, but also that's also relative. You can find total interest in a paperclip. So say on Earth right now, this is somehow able to happen tomorrow, and now half of the world is now just for the rest of their lives in this cocoon thing that is just feeding them nutrients to keep their bodies alive, and then their minds are just plugged into the multiverse. It's going to be a gradual transition, and first of all, we don't all live in in cities in the whole world. Like, there are people that live in the wilderness. It's the same thing. Okay, or or, or that, too. We do like, live in but, a cocoon. But I'm just saying, like, so a lot of people on Earth, like half of the population is now in the virtual world. The majority, I would say, I would say, I would say the majority, yeah, the majority of people, like 90, 99%, yeah. Majority, so, okay, so even more so, there is a majority of people, and then there's still some people on Earth, and what are those people doing? Whatever the fuck they want. Because there's so much abundance of resource at this point, because there's no longer a draw on the, on, won't that, won't that small amount of people then create more people, or are they just going to die eventually? Well, they can create more people but the point is will it ever get to a level where this earth can no longer support itself because the population is so large and it's it's just consuming without any regard to i think naturally the 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 cycle is that there's just things that wipe out people every now and then that's true except that we're getting better at resisting those changes and are no longer being destabilized completely by little disturbances yeah Okay, okay, but so then there's only a few amount of people, or maybe there's just as much people, but there's still you're saying an abundance of people that are just now plugged in into the, into the, like the virtual world now, yes. and are now living there. Yes. So you're saying, so people are no longer necessary. Like people don't have to have babies anymore in this scenario. They don't have to have babies. People are necessary as long as they think they're necessary. So you're just, so, uh, but this. I don't. I feel like the the choice of what's happening is just too meaningless. It's just too narrowed to how you think it's gonna happen. Because no, what do you mean? You're assuming everybody is thinking the same way when they enter the world. No, you can have infinite variations of thought. That's the whole point. More diversity okay. than you've ever had ever. Okay, and so okay, but what I'm saying is. And then after a certain point, too, everyone that's plugged into this world is going to no longer choose to ever come outside, back out of the virtual world. They're just going to want to stay there forever for the rest of their life. Well, it depends on what you mean by time at that point, but but you can have the choice. Yeah, I'm saying – so you're saying that the, uh, in the virtual world, it's going to be able to trick you into thinking that you're whatever age you want for the infinite amount of time in your life? Look, at this point right now, you would have the choice. What if someone? Because listen, because what if someone in the real world? What if an act, something happens in the world where those people's minds are? Yeah. So you're assuming your all consciousness are going to be able to be downloaded into this world as well. Yes. Oh. And okay, and at that point, you don't even care if you have a body because your body it doesn't matter if you have a body. The question is then, can you create a new body and put your consciousness back into the body into the real physical world? Yes. Yes, yeah, I don't think that. I mean, I can't imagine that how that would work. It doesn't yeah. matter. It will happen. What do you mean? You can't... what? So you're saying? So say there's like 
all these consciousnesses exist in this virtual world yes through the metaverse through the oculus rift world like any all the things combine together to just be able to exist yeah and then all of our bodies are linked together like are all hooked up or into separately you know kind of like you're all plugged in somewhere but then what if like a, a natural disaster happens and then now all of that is destroyed you think that everybody that's plugged in there is still going to be in the world together it it, it depends on the degree to which we still depend on the material substrate that um i think that is the ultimately the most important thing for that to even be possible yes but what you're asking how would your brain continue to perform if the brain is gone but like you know but but gabe you're you're, what you're saying is can we ever i'm I'm assuming yes the consciousness is somewhat possible because of the brain no i'm saying saying that's not a necessary substrate i i get what you're saying you're like, can, can, it doesn't have no, to be no Gabe. it's like you can just send you can like send your your inf- your data into there Hold have on. It. can we achieve immortality i not not in the truest form no, no we cannot no yeah no but we can get a lot closer than yesterday we will ever get. Uh, I don't think that. What it, but what does closer even mean at that point? You know, like it's. It means uh, that. It means that uh, the memory will go on. But the memory, the memory can be re- like the memory can be recalled by other people that have the memory of the the thing, the person that's no longer here. But the thing that is no longer here cannot influence change the same way that the original person did anymore. Uh, in that way, I guess we could achieve immortality. No, I'm saying we can't. Well, if if it's really just comes down to memories and recalling memories, and that's what makes someone alive, if that's what makes no, it's not recalling memories. It's the the, the alive subject has to be alive to be able, be able to like to to make an impact in the world for other people to then view them or to like make the memories. The memories have to be observed. Because you're assuming at that point, I think, that I could – it's like if – so say in the metaverse, like you know, say you and I are in the metaverse and this this hypothetical, and then um, – okay, okay. So say we're both in the meta world, and then I – at some point in this universe, in, my, in real life, my body – like say my house gets crushed by an asteroid, and now like I'm – like my body is gone. Okay, yeah. I, then my my consciousness something would happen within the metaverse so that i'm no longer there or you're saying hypothetically it's possible that even if my body is gone my somehow my memories of what i was doing in the world are going to still exist kind of like a robot but just to kind of mimic how i used to be so that you still think that i'm a real person well hold hold, yeah okay here we go so first of all right now we're in a transitionary period where we're moving away from bodies currently at this exact moment okay yeah okay so at some point where whether we're just like on a stretcher just plugged in and we still need the body as the substrate then if you kill the substrate then you will lose the 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 um software right yes okay but if we can encode all of the memories in on a digital substrate on silicon 
retcon. Yes. Then that's a yeah. a more resilient. Then that's then a more. Impossible. Yeah. Then it's. But a, how do you encode a message that is not made yet? So then, then you have well, if the because if the message codes itself. But that's not the true code. That's that's it's it's like artificial intelligence learning from like how it's what the code is supposed to look. Then it just creates a new code. But that doesn't mean it's real code. Like even like the most perfect robot right now today can look like a real person. And uh-huh. someone can be like, "Hey there, can I talk to you?" And then the thing can respond like a completely like normally like a person yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, and yeah. if a child were to go up to them, a child could probably be convinced that it's a real person. Yeah, yeah. But I still think an adult, like a, like a, a an experienced adult, will still be able to tell that it's not a real person. Yeah, yeah. For now, because it's still rudimentary. Yeah, I guess. But so then, but then, but what you're saying is we're eventually getting to the, the point where it's 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 just gonna we we have to get better at tricking ourselves. That's where you're saying like the um, the, the ephemeralization the like the concrescence, the point in which like there's no return is when we somehow trick ourselves for the rest of time that everyone, or at least the people that are in the metaverse that are that the world is not real. Because then what I'm thinking of too is the people in the real world because it's not like mandatory. It wouldn't be a mandatory thing. There's no way now. No one's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of people that don't want to do this. No. But 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 so for all the people that are in the real world. What if someone unplugs somehow and then their memory still lives on? Yes. And then they go back into the world. Yes. And what? now there's like, and then they can, because then they can then influence change that like completely turns the reality of some that were in there, assuming everything was already still the same with that person upside down. It's like, it. What, what do you mean? So say like that example where I died and then I, like my, my memories still carry me on as if I'm living forever. Yeah. Which I, but I don't even know how that would work because if we are truly interacting 100% like you and I together and like I always know that you're there. Yeah. Like so, some top simply put, we have a code where it's like, hey, zucchini, and you're like chili, and we're like, we're like okay, cool. I know you're not a robot. I know you're not a robot. <laughs> if that's the case where we know that there's still real people in there, that could the fact that because that's what I think people would like about it is that you could still interact with other people. Yes. That's why it feels real. Yes. But so then if someone were to leave that world and then that person is just like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to that person? Like they left or something. And then like they just then they just like whatever. And they go on the rest of their lives in the virtual world and they just go about their days doing whatever they want. And then that other person then enters into the world again. They're going to then be able to completely change the reality, the fabric of reality of what they thought the other person thought was happening because and wait, 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 just with that thought alone, that means everyone would have to cooperate with what's happening too, with you, each other. What do you mean? Because like in the virtual world, like you know how like you and I are communicating, and then like we're in this world together. What if I want something to happen, but you want something different to happen? How does that situation play out? Why can't they both happen? Well, like say, it involves another person, like like. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an example. Just like, say you want to build or do something in this world, like to create something. And I'm like, no, my goal is to make sure that thing is never created. What happens in that coding scenario? Conflict. Exactly. So what happens in that con- like that conflict scenario? Yes, war. 
okay, so what happens in that conflict scenario? The best idea wins. The what? The best idea wins. What do you mean? The better. How would, how would an idea win over the other? Whoever has a more interesting idea, it, their idea will go further. It's exactly like genetics. But so you're saying, like, in this virtual world, we fight over what would happen? We fight over getting our idea out there, yeah. But so, but, but say one person's idea is that a pyramid is never built again. And then your idea is, oh, no, I want to make a pyramid. It, How would that if resolve you can imagine it, if If you can imagine it, is it not a reality that's out there? This is what I'm saying. This doesn't make sense. This, this idea of, like, some person wanting the opposite of another thing someone wants simultaneously simultaneously happening no, no. but no, nobody possible? can ever squash an, an, an outcome nobody can ever just like but what if that's what i want to happen this is my point like some people want that like some people just i mean i mean i just think it's nobody that can't happen that can't that happen possible and then would happen no, that, so that's that in, that's that's impossible happen. that's impossible the metaverse just like separate separate those two minds so that they never meet each other again no no or like no no all outcomes will happen it's impossible to just like not make something happen if, if it's if it's if it's imagined then it happens so you can't just like stop something from happening because you're assuming we're kind of like the architects or something, where each individual person is an architect in yes. the world. Yes, we reveal the potential, potentiality of the universe. Only that now it's easier and easier for it to manifest. Okay, but if there's this many people all being architects together... Yeah. Wait, no, there can only be one architect. No, there cannot. Okay, but what if I'm building something in my mind in front of me, and yes. then you come along and just build over it? Like, it's overlapping. No, no, so, so you're, you're, is... what you're describing is a material constraint, which would not exist, because we've moved past material constraints. Okay, but but what if my, my thought is to visit you, right? You, meaning your real subconsciousness in the, 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 the virtual world. Yes, what do you like, mean by real self-consciousness? Are we really interacting with each other in the virtual world, or are we not? Because that's the main difference. Are we really step. interacting with each other right now? What? Right now. Are you and I actually interacting with each other, or are we just think we are? Are we just talking well, to ourselves? Yeah, because, th okay, if I were to say build a sandcastle and you come along and kick it, you, you are really doing that. That's what I'm saying. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But we can never know for sure if it's real or if we just created it in our own minds. You Okay, you're getting too abstract with the idea because what I'm saying in is scenario, what I'm saying is right now we take for granted the fact that we think that we're our own individual consciousness, right? And with that we are create we're the architects of our own experience. But the reality is we don't know that. And we never will. But it doesn't matter to us. A lot of people would agree. Yes, though, that's my that's my point. It doesn't matter because it doesn't change the fact. But okay, but so for those people to then go into the metaverse, like the, into the virtual world, yes, where like where anything is possible with the with no amount of effort, then just the nature of that happening doesn't. I'm talking about perception. 
Yeah, I think you know, like the idea is that in the Matrix, like they're able to communicate with the real people in the world, but for everybody in that world, I, I don't. It doesn't. That that's kind of like the. That, that's what's that thing called in movies? The um the continuity gap is it doesn't make sense for everyone to be in the metaverse at the same time because if everybody wants everything that they want, I mean I get what you're saying. Like the constructs are going to be different. Like dimension individuality is not going to work the same. Individuality exists because we have a different point of view. Yes, so, and we like different points of view from other people. Like in a way, we I kind of like conflict, so that's why conflict is there. I I, I see what you're saying, saying. After a certain point, there will be no conflict because there will only be people are not gonna con kind of have conflict within or conflict with one another. There will no longer be points of view. That so that will... more like we're just gonna join the metaverse and like enter into worlds of an echo chamber of people who only think like us until the echo becomes one continuous wave and the only way that's possible is if you're fully alone by yourself that's the only way that would be possible which would mean really or or you unify completely with everything else no see i don't think that's possible because then that would assume everybody has to be on the same page which i mean humanity as a example is not it's not possible well we are on a page in one degree but perceivably we're on many different pages Uh, yeah, I guess, sort of. I, I'm not assuming that we're going to ever be able to understand it. I'm just saying that's what we're approaching. But if we're not going to be able to understand it, how is it going to be possible? Because it's going to be the end of knowledge. So how can you understand knowledge? The end of knowledge? What's happening to knowledge? What? Knowledge means the ability to, um, conceptualize, you know, to, to, to create a, a discrete unit of information. Right, where you can isolate and compare one piece of information to another, and then you can collect all these, these, these pieces of knowledge. So, like babies are knowledge, then. No. So a, so a baby is not indistinguishable amongst any other baby on Earth. What about what about DNA? What about fingerprints? That's that's no no no. I'm not saying that that variation can't exist. Um. I don't think knowledge is necessarily synonymous with variation. It's more of an idea of identification. Yeah, I'm saying being able to identify one baby from another. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 you. That's knowledge, right? Identifying one fingerprint from the next, right? Yes. But yes. If, but if you can't identify at all, then there is no knowledge. There's no variation. Okay, so you're saying, yeah, well, well, like, you know what? All babies are the same, and some of them be like, no, we're not. We're, and then, then that's instantly just going to be silenced because they're like, no, no, no. Don't even try to think. I don't know, just, it, yeah. I don't. Holy shit. It just seems yeah, like if, the wrong direction. If, if you're it not. seem like the direction people would want to go in. If you are not. Don't uh, like that. If you're not. If you're not uh, identifying, then there is no reality. So as long as there's identification, then there's reality. There's no observation is identification. Say it again. Um, what what I'm doing right now, what, when I what I feel to be consciousness, 
is me identifying the new stimulation that's coming in, the vibrations in the air, against previous resonance of, of, of experience. So I'm making a comparison. That is knowledge. It's, it's a building of, of memory. That's what it is. Knowledge is memory. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's and, a, and the only way that's possible is for new things to happen. New identification. To, to the reality. New identification. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But if even if things are happening, are things happening if they're not being identified? That's the question. If new things... Wait, say it again. If new things are happening... Are things really happening if they're not being identified? Then are they still happening? Yes. Well, yeah, they're still happening. You, you just yourself don't know because somebody else... This is what I'm saying, the whole point of other people. Yeah. Because other people are still discovering those new things even though you are not okay so say so so here's the whole thing if a tree falls in a forest does anybody hear it okay yes and but what my point is are you sure this is what i'm trying to because you're saying because i'm still on the point of like the whole idea of a shared consciousness together yes because you being in a forest or not being in the forest you're like no i don't trees don't fall there's no sound but then someone comes along and says, no, wait, 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 there is, I heard it. And they're like, no, you didn't. And you're like, actually, I figured out a way to still hear it even though I'm not there. Okay, say I there's nobody there. Knowledge. Say there's nobody there. But we could still put a device over there to hear it. I would, you, I, don't need a, you don't need a Bosi. Okay, no, but I wouldn't even say, yeah, if you put a microphone there, what would the microphone feel? The vibration. The vibration. The, the sound, yes. Correct, right? So even, even if there was no microphone there, the tree felt it. Yes. Yes. So that means that the tree is conscious. Yeah. Technical. Oh, dude, yeah. And you know what? So is water. And water exists in the air. So technically, just because you couldn't feel it, maybe you just aren't good enough at feeling no, it, it just from where means, you're at. It just means that consciousness is actually distributed across the entire universe and the, the, the environment. Okay. That means that everything is conscious. And it's actually a unified consciousness. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like water has memory. Plant life obviously has memory. Like, they, all the things that are alive have a memory. Yes, but even... The, the, the stretch, the one that's a stretch is water. But things like a rock... No, but listen. The, we're made of water. We're made of rocks. So, that means that water and Space, rocks... Yeah. Water and rocks are conscious. It's only that a rock that you find on the on the ground is not as conscious or as not, doesn't have as complex of a conscious as you currently have. But if you hit the rock, it will vibrate. Yeah. So that's what you are. Okay. Wait, hold up. I got just I got we got What was the point we were on again? I forgot. What I'm saying is the universe is consciousness and in certain areas it gets more complex and more complex meaning the feedback echo chamber continues to increase in resonance. It, 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 it constructs, uh, it, it's positively constructive uh, vibration. Okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so, so that's what's happening on Earth, right? So you have a, a, a huge universe of mostly nothingness, just, just boring rocks floating around. But then here on this Earth, you have this uh, concrescence of insane... Uh, complexity uh, but it's really just doing the same thing it's always done it's just that it's doing it ever faster and more interesting than it's ever done it before 
and it's going to continue to approach that limit. See, mathematically speaking, yes, this is happening. But I think realistically, how is that model going to actually play out? It doesn't, like, I don't think any, you're saying it's going to happen regardless, even if we don't know how it happens regardless. The, the tricking, the, the theater that's happening is that we believe that we're separate from the substrate. So the illusion... Well, you're saying there's going to be a mass convincing of everybody that that is not the case. Even if it's one person. If that one person believes that they are God and they have infinite creativity, then... Which there is people like that, I'm sure. Then the universe has achieved that. Okay. Wait, so the universe has fooled itself into believing that it's that it has it has achieved that. The the reality is no part of the universe is ever more god than the rest of it. Okay. It's just a spectrum of complexity. Yeah, okay. I can okay. So you cannot create matter or destroy it. You cannot create energy or destroy it. It's always going to be there, the same conserved stuff, right? That yeah, is Yeah, if you're in if you're a game designer and you're creating a game, if you log off and you log back on, the everything's going to be in the same safe state in which you had it. Yes. However, you're saying at some point in time you're going to get to the point where I mean, what were we even talking about again? There's like something What were we originally? How do we get to this point? I'm kind of lost. We're talking about artificial reality. And what would be the limits of it? You know? Okay, yeah, the limit. Are you ever actually free of the material constraints? That's the question. Can you get outside of space and time? And then is the universe only space and time, or is there more to it? Is this just one? Well, so this, is, this wasn't the idea of like the, the transcendence of what our consciousnesses will do in the virtual reality. Because then, if that's the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how or if that would be possible. But if if if, if we could somehow separate, I, I I still feel like for a new stimulus to do anything. You still need the original mind that the mind came from, which is the person. Because what we can't explain, because there's some things we can't explain, like what, what the, what the, at what point are you like in your body? Because, you know, it's like when you're, you know what I mean? Like if you look at the magnifying glass and look between like your cells and there's no, there's no line. But at the same time, how is a baby born? Like how does that miracle happen? It's, it's you know really, I mean? like, it's a passage of information. It's DNA. There's there's certain complexities. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. No, no. I'm saying the universe has found a way to keep going and passing the information along, regardless of the constraints of the material world. And that's genetics. Okay. We can pass information across endless lifetimes without needing to keep the body going. You make a new body, but you keep but the information. That, but that, 
the weight of what lifetimes mean in that scenario then is not the same weight as as it's not going to mean the same thing it's going to be a different meaning it might still mimic the same thing but it's not going to be the same thing but that's what information is it's just mimicking no i don't agree i see because in the real world if you were to try to do that right where you're creating offspring and then they're influencing change and stuff you're saying they're mimicking like the, the already already the behaviors of like the f- previous people and then they look they keep continuing on no but, no yeah the difference is is that you have you're the, it's being fed new information all the time so it's responding to that so it's 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 connected to the present moment information so that's what's getting most of its development but it also has a lot of genetic information that helped it yeah. develop. Yeah, there's nature versus nurture, yeah. and there's a uh, eugenics, not eugenics. What's what is it? Uh, epigenetics. Eugenics is not a good thing. Epigenetics. <laughs> okay. Right. And so and so. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying is, so the in, like the, the the human experience, which is the new, the new offspring, living out the new life. Is, I think in people inherently. This this is going back to we're what we're we're, we're moving from a, an old t- technology which is genetics which was just blind repetition of previous to a new type of transference of information which is epigenetics which is where we get our individuality is the the nurture part. It's yes. it's more interesting. And now we've gone even beyond that, and we no longer even need a physical human at all for the information to transmit and keep passing and creating itself. I think you do still need that, though. But you have computers that do it without humans. No, no, no. The computers will take what is given to them at this at point zero in time and then do with what it can to then create the new Yes. Based off of the patterns that we do to create our new. But okay. it cannot create the same new that we do when we create new. Wait, but if it creates a new pattern and then it takes that new pattern and responds to it by making a new pattern based on that pattern, is it not? It's sens- just an algorithm. It's just it's just numbers at that point. It's just it's not even it's not it's not the same. This is I think this is the main point. It's not the same as the, the new that is the new when we create the new, like the human spirit creates the new and like our experiences, because I mean, again, we're, we're, we're talking about whether or not if it's no, but I think how, it, I, I how think, the idea of a collective consciousness plays into it because I, you can't I, have a baby in the metaverse. No, but listen, I don't think it's, it's, it's not this human spirit. I think it's a continuation of the human spirit. Yeah. And the only way that the human spirit continues is if more humans are made. You're saying bodies. I'm saying that new the minds, the, new bodies are born. No, yes. no, no. I'm saying that the human spirit does not require that the bodies continue to be made. The hum- okay, so that's where we disagree. I'm saying that, that you knew you need new people. We need, we needed it like, for a while, but now we don't need it anymore for the human spirit to live on. Less and less do we need a physical body for the human spirit to live on. That's my point. Okay. In a way, in a way, we are algorithms that code themselves based on new and information. From a metaphorical standpoint, we can be correlated to it, but I don't think we will ever be those. Like, because then that—that's kind of like the Matrix. Is that how we all are, are just units of energy in the system yes. of the Matrix? We are. And, we are energy. 
We, okay, but 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 that's okay. Uh, oh, I, I don't think that's the desirable outcome. It, I'm. I, there's a natural intelligence in the background of everything, right? That's true spirit of creativity that is inherent in the fabric of reality, and it created everything. Okay, and that intelligence will always be there interpenetrating everything at every stage of every level of complexity. It's the same spirit. It will never go away, and it will always feel itself in new ways, and it will eventually achieve every possible experience that it could ever experience, because that's what it does. And this is one of the experiences at this stage that it's experiencing, and those experiences will continue to grow into complexity. But it's still going to be the same underlying collective consciousness. It's still the same spirit you're saying that keeps it driving. It's just yes, the same. Uh, okay. It it creates a a new level of complexity on which it can. you okay. Yes, because enough people will want to create this metaverse to then do everything that you're describing. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to just but be a continuum. where the, the future of humanity rise because it's there's infinite futures into which ways they go. Yeah, more options. It's not the one. It's not like the only way. No, but I'm saying even that one, you're saying it's one way, but really that way is, is, is a lot of... Infinite. Yeah. It's a lot of ways, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. it offers more know. ways than have ever been possible. But I'm saying it's possible that one can then be, like, shut off instantly after one point. Well, like, in, unless it's decentralized. In, unless it's somehow, like, transcended. It's like the earthly bounds that it has. Like, you're, you're saying that... Is, it, I, guess, I guess that's the, the, like the, like, like the challenge, is to then somehow have consciousness is transcend the body. Yes. That is, that's, that's what... what yeah, that's the main... That is the ultimate key. That's what nature is trying to do. Uh, I mean, that's some part. Some nature is trying to do that, I guess. I, no, at some, some, at some that. point... Some people would try to make that happen, but... It's, it's trying to return to the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? It is, it's, it's beyond space and time. It's not constrained by space and time. It's total freedom. It's, it's uh, unconditional. So it's like the big... It's like the universe is... Tr so once it was nothing, it was like a concentrated center of mass and, you know, just... It, it wasn't it nothing. Explodes. It wasn't nothing. Wait, what? It wasn't nothing. Well, I know, I know. but I'm just saying. For well, I don't, I don't know how to even explain. Well, no, no, it. but this is like, good. At some point, there was like a you know a, a center of it all, right? When there was something. Yes. And then it expanded outwards. Well. And it's trying to get back to that center. Well, void is a better word for it. But void is lack of, so that means there is nothing. Void is not actually lack of. Void is the absence of. Nope. No. Void is the creation of both something and nothingness at simultaneously. It's the what is underlying. It's the background of both something and nothing. Something and nothing are polarizations of each other. Void interpenetrates all of those. Well, void technically doesn't exist then. What do you mean by exist? Because if for something that to... That's a good point. Because this is all just... If something exists, that means it has a background on which it exists. Yeah. So that means that void is the background. Our universe, our planets. So like they all, you know, stemmed from the one particular point in the center. Well, think about planets. Planets have a, a 
distinct opposite, which is space. So really, okay. so really, space and matter are continuous with each other in that they expand away from each other and create each other. So as space expands, so does matter. Okay. So in other words, void, the consciousness, uh, void is consciousness. It's the background on which reality is experienced. Is consciousness. Yes. Uh, okay. So, like, imagine, a good way to just imagine this is, like, what is the color of your own eye from which your eye can see itself? What does your eye see itself as? What color does it see itself as? You not, mean if you look in a mirror? No, not if you look in a mirror. What? Not if you look in a mirror. I mean, what? right now... To, um, wait, I'm confused. So you're... To itself, what does the eye see itself as? It doesn't. Therefore, it's able to see. Okay, yeah, okay. Right, so, so that's void. Void doesn't see itself, but it's, it, it enables everything to exist because of that non, non-existence. Okay. It, it, it's, it's tricky because the language sets up always that there's a subject. But this yeah. isn't this isn't a subject, and therefore it allows all subjects. Subjects are really uh, lies. There are no such thing as subjects. There's only continuous processes that are all part of each other. Yes, it's just always a building upon the thing that was before it. Radially from the center. Yes. Yeah. There was no exact center. It's just somewhat. There was a center-ish. In fact, everything is the center. Everything is, yeah, exactly. There is no directions because everything is everything. Yes, that's something beyond the material level that we're currently perceiving ourselves as, the restrictions, right? That's what we're trying to approach is going beyond that. that mm. like, l- the, like light. But so you think we'll be able to achieve that even though we can't comprehend how it actually works? Well, see, comprehension is something that exists in a restricted material yeah, reality. Yeah, true. But if, so say, we can't divide by zero in our world, but in this, theoretically, in like in the virtual reality, you'll be able to divide by zero because then that still implies that you're going to get to results. But, but that means, but that, in that sense, instance, there, there can never be a result. Exactly. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah, so we get to a point where we're no longer becoming. Yeah, it's just like everything. It's, this is what I'm saying. It's like the idea of being completely free and creative means there has to be basically be none because there can't be void. There can't be construct. There can't be conflict. But simultaneously, everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, it's like you're no longer a being. You're just nature. And, and that doesn't, nothing exists anymore. That is the closest thing we'll ever get to truth is a paradox. Yeah, okay. Truth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we agreed. We did it. Yeah, I think we figured it out. We did it. <laughs> wow! Look at that. And we're we've only been on the phone for two hours and twenty eight minutes. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good stopping point. 
greatest podcast of all time. Dude, uh, we just went on so long. <laughs> I I wouldn't have been uh, able to, I wouldn't have been able to do it without your your devil devil's advocate advocacy. I don't yeah, the whole time because you know what? Thank you. I don't think it would have been possible either. And <laughs> thankfully, you had the answer to my hardest. Like, what? Wait, hold on. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the the conclusion, if we can call it that, is what we came to yeah. is based off of a set of things we have to first agree on to get to that conclusion. So we could have gone to an infinite amount of conclusions. Oh, just... Yeah, you can. And that's exactly what the metaverse is going to allow. So in our metaverse, we'll be able to do this an infinite amount of time and then be done simultaneously at the same time in two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it could have been. Possible. Exactly. It could have been achieved at any stage of the, of the, uh, the process. Completely. So then what, what happens then? Nothing. Well, it depends. What, uh, so, you, so, well, <laughs> so then, so then, your mind is just off for the rest of the no, time. No, no, no. You don't need to do anything anymore. It, it just starts over. Oh, okay. Once, once it, 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 it's got to that point, it just goes again, and that's what it's been doing. Remember that episode of Rick and Morty, where they have that game. It was like, oh, uh, it, it's what's the game called? It's like, um. It's like something Steve. It's like, oh, like, like how are you going to play out your life as Steve? And you just keep like playing this life game simulator where you see how you end up or how long you survive. Yeah. And it's like all the other aliens are just playing it. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's kind, kind of, of what the virtual reality is going to be. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but if you think about it, like that's what the void is doing. Like from the beginning of whatever Time. Yeah, yeah. All of these humans that are just perishing constantly throughout the ages. Not even just humans, but the trees, the rocks, the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like everything's just dying over and over. Again. All of it is a simulation and uh, a, a, of itself. And trying yeah. and trying to create a more perfect vi uh, image of itself in its own image. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get down more into the rabbit hole. I need to get going. It's already 9.30. I need to call Twyla. Okay. Money. That was what it was all about. It was all about Man, money. I, I have hit a wall now. I have hit a stopping point where I'm like, dang, okay, let's... You guys, this rarely ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you think things through. It's... I mean, you can think anything through. That's... I, this is what like, I could argue that we didn't even think it through thoroughly enough. Nope. Yeah. I could. I don't want to, but I could. You could. And then we that's what keeps our podcast going. That is. <laughs> All right. This one's going to be a fun one to edit one day in the future. We'll just leave it exactly as it is. This one's going to be a clipped, a clipped one from like the point in which we start talking about the virtual reality. See, I, I think I should write a book, man. You should. I mean, why? why I mean, why wouldn't you? Because I think, I think it's all there. But see, so, I, this is you need the virtual reality so you can write the book in the short amount of time that you could be able to do it without the constraints, and then but take I, away from it and put, come back into this world. I think that we found something better than a book. I think that's the the, the actual pure dialogue. 
it's like instead of reading the words you just enter your virtual reality to experience your words yeah you're bouncing it off the other and it gets way further than if you're just projecting it onto a reader But then again, why would you want to write a book then? What's the point? Well, in a way, you're kind of already doing that with a book is that you're bouncing it off the reader's previous opinions. You know, you're right. We are all open books, and we are all updating our our outcome based off of all the other people's books, all the other books that we're reading at the same time. Yeah, that's what Don, and, Don Miguel Ruiz says is we're all mirrors. Who said that? The guy who wrote The Fifth Agreement, The Fourth agree The Four Agreements. Oh, Don wait, Miguel well, Ruiz. I didn't hear the name. What did you say? Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, uh, Ruiz, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're all mirrors. Yeah. yeah. yeah all, I, haven't about, I haven't felt like this in such a long time. Yeah, it's all light, just bouncing around, reflecting yeah. itself back at itself. Mm -hmm. But because there's interference, it looks like we're not the same light. So we don't need college. That's my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, thank God, because I did not remember how we started this. Yeah, and if they forgive my student debt, all the better, because I'm not going to pay a damn cent until I absolutely have to so that I don't... Here's the thing. Who cares even if you don't pay the debt? You don't need to pay it. Well, you're right. You're right. So just, so just because the debt's not real. You're right. But because I want to play house. Mm, I feel like you'll find a, a complex enough system so that you can still do that, even without paying the student debt. Build a house. I'm actually going to do that. There you go. I'm actually going to have a make a tiny house. Because there there's no there's not enough houses around now, so I'm just gonna build my own. Dude, what what's to stop someone you know say from like that has like a normal whatever job, and then they create this sustainable, you know, living situation where they can go wherever. Yeah. And so say they took out a bunch of loans to do this, right? Yeah. What's to stop them from like taking out all those loans and all that stuff, making what they wanted to make, and then just never paying back the loans because they're like they're fully sufficient, self-sufficient anyways. Well, um, at some point, people will hunt you down and try to kill you. So that's that's it's actually a very practical question. Wait, really? Y yes. No, the because the, the people that loan you, they'll, they'll have a loan shark come after you, but then. If you just avoid those loans for the rest of your life, does the government get involved? Well, do you if you purchased something, the 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 bank is going to try to take that thing from you, right? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but if you're now fully, you you created a, a way to one go away, and then just be self-sustaining, so that well, but you, know, you don't really need to be tracked. Then what's the well? Because the, no, there is no free land, right? All the land is owned by by people. So those people will hunt you down because you don't own it. Well, not all those people want to hunt you, though. Well, I'm saying, but you'll live in fear for the rest of your life of being hunted down. You won't have the same security. 
So it's the same question is why don't I just go kill people and steal what I want? It's because those the people who know those people you just killed are going to come and kill you. No, but no, but you're taking loans from a company. I, like, has what to what lengths do those companies go to? Because, like, say you have no family or anything, right? And you just take out all these loans to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could claim bankruptcy and then it'll all go away, right? I don't, I don't even think you have to do that. That's like an extra step. That's not necessary. Like, because let's say you do that and then and because say you do this, and then you create what you wanted to create to be self-sustaining, and then you even like change your identity so you look different. So if you're that concerned about being recognized. But even so, why does it matter if you're recognized? Because like the people who work for the companies that are trying to get the money back from you. What can they do if you just leave in your self-sustaining system you created? They could kill you. But how? How would they find you? That's what I'm saying. Well, they could plant evidence on you, assuming that you are really. Also, also, why would they do that? Why, like, no person who works as an like a debt collector is gonna want to kill somebody. Well, if you did it, then that means a lot of people did it. So that would put them out of business. So they have to find some way of holding people accountable, which would be violence. Uh, well. I get yeah okay so you're you're considering if this was now everybody doing this I'm just saying if one person say wanted to do this what would stop them from doing that well I'm sure there are people that do it yeah like at that point they wouldn't really care because they just leave like and then you could start over somewhere else too well you're essentially a parasite right so initially yes as long as the parasite then, is small it doesn't do much harm to the host but as long as but if the cancer cells keep building up then the whole thing no no, no. but the, the cancer cell only took after after at a certain point in time but and you then do, it relocates and then now it creates its own sustaining economy so a cancer cell that said i'm out of the host and no longer is taking from the host but is its own host no, it's not a cancer cell. It's still technically a part of the like the host. It manipulated itself away from the host, relocated after it took enough from the host to be self-sustaining. So then it's no and longer it's part now, of the host. What? So then it's no longer part of the host, right? It's kind of like transcended it because you've, you've beaten the system in a way. Yeah, I guess. But then the question is, are you ever really free from the host or do you still need the host? You don't need the host. What I mean, do you still need food? Yeah, but you're self-sustaining. Well, what do you mean? You're like you're growing your own food. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, so then you depend completely on the ground. Okay. So if somebody else wants your ground... Uh, okay. Wait, what? Wait, what? Somebody else comes along and says, I want your ground and they take it, then you're no longer self-sustaining. Okay, So, true. So basically, you would have to find a plot of land that nobody else wants to take. I mean, that's ultimately the problem in the world in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every... But I'm saying, like, you get what I'm saying. What, I, what I'm saying is you can never actually be fully sustainable. Well, you can never be free, like separated from the host. No, nope. yeah, I guess. because you're part yeah. of the host. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just proves that point again. Yeah. Nice. We just look at that one. Only took like 
12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a good question, like, what is actual freedom? Can you ever yeah. actually be free? Yeah, the answer, you're never free. That's a good question, though, for our podcast in general. Like, uh, what what do you yeah. really what do you really want? Oh yeah, all right. This is where it really starts. So two forty one thirteen. <laughs> Wait, leave a long long stretch of silence starting right now. Okay, okay, okay. So. This is a good thing to talk about on the actual uh, Cash is Greater podcast. Like once we've kind of gone over the essentials of what like, you know, means to get rid of debt and all that. And then, then we're asking ourselves, what do you do if you don't need to even require more money? You know what? We can't start this now. It's already too late. I still am already dragging on. I got to get going. That's a great question for the next we'll lead one. Into, we'll lead into, yeah, for next week. It's a cliffhanger. Exactly. But it needs to be answered before you should even touch money. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, you're so, just you're just blindly wandering through life. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we were doing prior to, or I mean, to after. I think about after I graduated, I was just like it was pretty cool. I was like snowboarding. I bought a guitar. I was just going to work, but that was like the only negative aspect to it but i was just but if you're I was doing whatever and i was like all right mate time and then <laughs> just kind of shifts and adapts from there but yeah i mean uh if you're if you're uh can you ever really be lost if you're not trying to be found mm. you're just wandering through the forest uh, you can you could be somewhat lost if in this scenario and a bear eats you and someone's like, Hey, where did that guy go? <laughs> <laughs> someone lost you, but <laughs> someone lost you, yeah. But you yourself you're not lost. No. You just wound up exactly where you ended up needed to be winding up inside of a bear. Maybe And with that this concludes another episode of the Cash is Greener podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. I'm Zane. And wait, can you do that part over again? So I'm your host, Gabe. And I'm your other host, Zane. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Bowdy. Bowdy. <laughs> <laughs>